With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Welcome back, everybody, to the Dusty Bender Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Chance Watson, with you as always, Taylor Wells. And folks, we have a very special guest with us today. We, we thought we'd bring in an expert who might know a thing or two about the, uh, there's that, there's that yeah, hockey that, team in, yeah. in Philly. Yeah, there I think. There's a Philly team, right? There, that's right. Uh, the Flyers. That's it. That's There the you team. go. Yeah. Welcome that's, to the show, Bill. I don't play. Well, first off, thank you, gentlemen. And I don't blame you for, for forgetting their team name because <laughs> they've been in the dumpster for quite a while now. Uh, so been long forgotten, but they're coming back. We're coming back. I, it's been a crazy I, I, week, especially now that they have the flyers oh, in the yes. household. Absolutely, yeah. So uh, it's it's one of those things where uh, you know we all have our we like to we like to think that we have a nice little general hockey knowledge on the show, but man, when it comes to uh, the Flyers, it's definitely a gap in my knowledge. So we thought we'd bring on an expert who knows what the hell they're talking about. So we got uh, we brought Bill in from the uh, Orange and Backcheck podcast, uh, part of the Hockey Podcast Network, and that's a good plug for them right now. As you guys already know, if you're a returning listener, we are part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Check on over to the hockeypodcastnetwork.com and check out all the amazing hockey content that they have. They have, Bill, I think we've got a show for almost every team now, or at least so. At least we're getting real close anyway. Yeah, if we Uh, don't, we're on our way. Until Gary decides to expand the league again and bring back Quebec or somebody. Oh shit! Well, we're gonna have to find somebody in Atlanta that can that can do That's that. Right. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh huh. So yeah, ice. That's right. That's right. Uh, shout out to the Hockey Podcast Network. Also, folks, we got the Hub Tavern out in Spokane, Washington. The Hub Tavern is the premier hockey bar and the only one in Spokane, as far as I'm concerned. The part of the Anchor Alliance uh, means they're officially affiliated with the Seattle Kraken. Had an absolute fantastic giveaway recently for a Kyler Yamamoto signed Winter Classic jersey. Man, that thing is beautiful. I have one myself that it's not signed by Kyler. Uh, but uh, the person who won it was very kind and generous to give it back. So they might be doing another raffle. So if you missed your chance to get in on this amazing jersey, I would hit us up on uh, on Twitter or on Facebook and let us know that you are interested and we can hook you up with some tickets and see uh, so you can support local hockey and get a chance to win this amazing jersey. They are way too nice, dude. They are. That, that ain't going back. That's going, that's going right in the closet. Thanks. <laughs> I, I told him, man, I was like, hey, you guys need to, I mean, like this thing, that's super nice and you could try to give it away again. But man, this thing is, I mean, it looks great in a frame or anything like that hanging on the wall. That's right. 
it's beautiful. That's that's a great job. But we're also a little biased about our winter sure. crazy. Also, folks, we need to shout out Monterey Cafe in downtown Spokane. That is going to be your favorite, the best, the most awesome karaoke bar in downtown Spokane. Uh, weekly specials include Twisted Tea Tuesdays, $4 Twisted Tea, $6 for a one of those shots. Uh, be careful with those. They are very dangerous. White Claws on Wednesdays, $4 White Claws. Deep Thursdays and free paint. Fridays is Flavor Friday. Ask the bartender for a $6 drink. Shotski Saturdays, four people, four shots, $10, 5 to 8 p.m. And then Industry Night is Sunday. So if you are... Uh, in the industry yourself if you're a bartender yourself pop on into manorey cafe on sundays and get some discounted drinks oh mm-hmm. do the do the bartenders at manorey get to drink though always no i'm just okay, i don't man. i don't really know right. i don't really know the the ones that i know uh it's tend to forego that a little bit at least they'll, mm. they'll take the occasional one but uh no i haven't seen any of them get absolutely sloshed while while serving others i think ah. that's frowned upon yeah, that's why. Actually, uh, if Jeff is if Jeff is listening to this, uh, no, I've never seen any of the bartenders drink any alcohol ever. Oh, that's the right <laughs> um, answer. In fact, if anything, they told me that they they couldn't because they have church the next day, and yep. uh, yeah, that's that's they're all they're all wonderful. Know. They're all wonderful bartenders. <laughs> I got to tell all you. Right. I- for a guy that's living on the East Coast, you're making it very tempting to just get, hop on a plane right now. Come on Absolutely, over, Bill. man. We'll, Bill we'll would love it. to have a drink. Love to have a drink with you. I've I've actually never been east of Denver, so uh, really I've always, okay. I've always heard that everybody on the East Coast is mean. I love the mess. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that, I cannot. I cannot deny we do have a bad reputation uh, of being the mean thing. Uh, just very northeast attitude. We're better than you. Can sure. say that is not not a hundred percent the case. We project ourselves pretty damn well. Uh, once you get to know us, we're 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 pretty approachable. I love that. I love that. All right, folks, without further ado, let's jump into some news today because we got a lot to cover. And in fact, as we teased in our last episode, this is toward the end of the show here. This is going to be our midseason kind of recap, looking at the standings and maybe our, maybe pick some favorites of who we think are going to be in the awards. But uh, while we've got Bill on, let's jump into, you know, arguably the biggest news over the last week, this big trade between the Anaheim God, I w- I'm going to say this from wishful thinking right here. The Mighty Ducks of Anaheim. Oh, there you go. And the Philadelphia Flyers. Uh, Taylor, lead, lead us in a little bit here. Yeah, big big trade, big news. Um, to be honest with you, and this is something Bill will be able to talk on a little bit, I didn't even know that this was all going on behind the scenes, right? So no. this is, yeah, this is this they- is one of those things that just kind of felt like it came out of nowhere. Um you know, I, I think, you know, we'll, we'll kind of dig into and deep dive into it a little bit. But, uh, yeah, so the, the trade ended up being Jamie Drysdale in a second round in 2025 going over to the Philadelphia Flyers. And Cutter Gauthier coming back to the Anaheim Ducks. Uh, yeah, just a, just a big trade. I, I mean, I think, I think uh, you know, one of the things that this it's it's we don't see it all that often, right, is kind of that younger. Both these guys are, you know, getting getting to that spot right um and so yeah i think uh i think it was just it just captured everybody in the hockey world right it was just this big trade and nothing really else going on so it's it's uh, one of those trades you just don't it's that type of trade you don't see very often uh it's almost you know it's a draft pick away from being a hockey trade we used to say um and you just don't see many of those anywhere especially with younger guys 
Um, the only time that's usually younger guys is their, their problem children. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and I guess, and Bill, I'll, I'll kick it over to you for this, but you, you, <laughs> right. you could argue this is, this is two teams trading problem children, D different, different problems. Yeah. But you could argue that that is kind of the case here. I definitely think it is. I think, uh, and, and to your, both your points, like nobody knew that this was coming like right. two weeks ago. Everyone was so set that Cutter Gauthier was going to be in a Philadelphia Flyers uniform when Boston's season had ended, whether that was in the Frozen Four or where wherever. They anticipated him to be – I anticipated him to be in a Flyers uh, sweater this season. Then this bombshell drops, and you learn the in a very quick manner. Now, maybe it's propaganda. Maybe it was all spin by the team. I listened to uh, the snippets of Cutter on the Anaheim podcast a, a couple days ago. It turned into us against this kid yeah. very, very quickly. Um, to th the fact that he would not meet with uh, with Keith Jones, the president of hockey operations here in the Philadelphia, and Danny Briere, the GM of the team in Sweden during the World Juniors, like trying to like make sense of the situation, lost a lot of like every single fan uh, in Philadelphia now has cutter go to on their their hate list like that's really right. what it comes down to and you got a great high risk high reward like i don't like i'll ask you walsey like is this a high risk in jamie drysdale i think it's just a high reward i know he has a little bit of injury uh problems but if he's healthy he's one of the better better defensemen he's potentially a top prospect or yeah. top linesman yeah yeah so sixth overall i'm not even trying to guess the year um, it really just smooth skating, right? So, I mean, he's not, he's not of the caliber of Kale McCarr. Um, he probably will never touch, you know, the Quinn Hughes, the Kale McCars, those kind of guys, but he's going to be a really good, uh, real realistically a number two, number three. Right. And that's, and that's something that you, every, every team's going to need. I mean, I think he walked right on and, and correct me if I'm wrong, Bill, I think he walked right on and was like, Oh, here, I'm just top power play minutes on my first game. Right. I mean, yeah, he, he got a point for, too. Got, yeah, got, yeah, got, got his assist on the power play. So, um, you know, torts, I think everybody in that organization's probably seeing the benefits that we were all seeing in Anaheim, right? And and to your point, just injuries. And there's only so much you can do about that. Uh, I, to be honest, with the injuries that the Ducks have right now, it might be an issue with the Ducks and the organization, right? Because they yeah. are seeing a ton of injuries. They're just, they're not able to keep some of these guys healthy. And so I think a guy like Dras Drysdale, yeah, 2021, Aaron, thank you. Um, yeah, just, just, he's going to do really good. And I think, I think one of the other things that, that to focus on with the trade is it is very much a, uh, you know, not knowing Philly's system as well as you do bill, but it felt like it was a, a, a need, right? So a big need on the, on the Gauthier side for the ducks on a left winger, uh, realistically, that's where Zegers will move over to eventually, but huge, huge need. There really wasn't anything in the system. It's um, and, and same thing with the flyers. And it's funny you immediately identified Cody Gauthier as a left winger. Yeah. Like that is one of the, it seems at least, that is one of the sticking points on why he was rubbed the wrong way here in Philly, among other, mm -hmm. other factors. I think this actually dates back to, because if you don't, if you recall, he was actually drafted under the Chuck Fletcher regime before mm -hmm. they made the move to Danny Briere. So obviously there's a lot of sour taste for myself under Chuck Fletcher and all that. So that might've played a factor. He thought he is center caliber for the NHL. I was, I, I'm not going to lie. I looked at him unknowingly like, okay, let's see what you got. But a lot of the experts here and a lot of coverage reporters that go in depth on this stuff 
saw him more as a left wing. I think because the organization saw him as a, a, a winger rather than a center, that rubbed him the wrong way too. So because, like to your point, the Flyers have been in desperate need even under when they had Ivan Provorov here before they mm-hmm. shipped him off to Columbus, they've been in desperate need for a number one defenseman. They think he's going to be that. And like you said, maybe he's a two and maybe he's a three. He's immediately probably their top prospect in terms right. of a defenseman right away. And you get rid of a guy that you're not really sure what he is uh, because you still need that center. Hopefully you get that in this draft, whether whatever that case is, or in a trade down the line. But yeah, they – the the system was not going to, especially under Torts, he was not going to be a centerman under under John mm-hmm. Tortorella. Yeah, and it'll it'll re, it'll really be interesting. I I personally, I, I just I feel like that's where he fits, right? So if I'm if I'm going through the Ducks centers, I think Leo Carlson is a is a bona fide top centerman. Um, I think Mason Mason McTavish plays a really good two way game, and so he's definitely fits into that second line center role. So I don't I don't know exactly what they end up doing with Cutter. Uh, to be honest with you, I think, you know, when does he come into the league at next the year? The season. Yeah. Oh, I think it's going to be end of this season. Yeah. yeah. He'll, he'll okay. be, he'll be full time. He'll, he'll definitely get some games this year after B it's BC, right? Yep. Uh, yep. Playing at BC. He's tearing it up there, right? I think they're going to be, they're definitely going to be in the frozen four co- tournament. Uh, when it's 16 teams, I would not be shocked if they're, if they're going okay. for, I don't even know where it is this year, the national championships, but, uh, it's banking their sure. tour similar to so, basketball. It's funny we talk about so the 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 little bit that I have followed with Philly. Obviously, when uh, a player is on my fantasy squad, I I'm, I'm pretty close with, and I and yeah. I have and I have Sanheim on my defensive mm. back end, and I even had and Cam York has kind of been like one of those waiver on guys off, that keeps yeah. getting picked up and dropped and picked up and dropped. Um, and it, it just kind of seems like now Jamie Sanheim now has a line mate, whereas like Cam was just kind of there because like we don't really have anybody else to put there and. It's it, it was it, like it was working, but not great. Like it's mm. it's uh, it, it it's fine. We'll put it, it. It's fine. You know, it's doing OK, but yep. it's not necessarily like Jamie Drysdale and Sandheim are going to be your an awesome first pair. And, and that allows Cam because Cam's fairly young, right? Am I not? Yeah, am I, I mean, okay. he he only really I think his technically his rookie year was counted as last year. He got a couple of yeah, as we say, a cup of coffee in the league okay. uh, two seasons ago. But last year he really made his stride. Actually, he started in the AHL last season. Okay. Uh, I, up until I want to say late November, maybe early December, and then Torts called him up or the G Chuck Fletcher called him up. But yeah, um, I think there's a high upside for cam york but like you said i think they were desperate to just find sure. someone to pair he's with just, anaheim it just seems like that. he's not ready you know yeah. like I'm, I'm not necessarily he's a bust or he's bad or anything i'm just saying like it's not you know give, give him some more time to cook kind of thing plus if this if last year was his rookie season then he's definitely going to hit a sophomore slump so yep um, well, and i and yeah. i think i think the thing with cam too so i i correct me if i'm wrong but i think it was the 2021 draft because him and him and zegris and and drysdale are actually good buddies apparently yes from, from yes. this whole setup so it was kind of funny you know seeing okay jamie's jamie's at least going from one of his best friends over to play with his other best friend so you know and, and maybe maybe that camaraderie will, will pick cam york's game up he's so young they're they're all so young right so you know we don't know exactly what they're going to be i think i think jamie gives them in the immediate right if they you know not only a young potential number one defenseman with the season that they're having if they do squeak into the playoffs right if this is actually a playoff team that the the philadelphia flyers are putting out that is huge for all of these young guys and you got jamie i I believe they the ducks signed him to 
like a two or three year deal at the beginning of the season, right? So you got a couple years to figure out what he is, or do we need to draft a true number one, right? Is he actually a two or three? It's just, it's a great move. I think, you know, yes, there's question marks around Cutter, uh, you know, Gochi. I'm always going to call him Cutter, right? It's just badass. Yeah. Name. By the way, but, I didn't know this. His real first name is not Cutter. It's no, that's Billy. his middle name. Yes, yeah, Billy. It's yep, it's yep. Billy. Like what the <laughs> Billy? <laughs> okay. What a terrible name, right? It's yeah. Billy. Awful. yeah. No wonder he Just never mind. Never mind. He's not he's not even gonna crack the line. Yeah, he's gonna he's, he's gonna wither out in the AHL with the goals. <laughs> yeah. By by the way, uh I love Philly has the ha, has the coolest name for an AHL team, the Phantoms. Phantoms oh yeah, that's so cool. Yep. We used to oh. we we, we, when I was younger, we played the junior phantoms. I, I want to say it was in, at a national tournament and just got fucking waxed. So <laughs> yeah, I, I just remember that team just beating the shit out of us. So yeah, I remember yeah. when they were down here and they were both teams, both the NHL and AHL were here in Philly. So, um, but they knocked down the old spectrum. So now it's just the one stadium. So it's too hard to accommodate, I guess. Yeah. So now they're up in, uh, about two hours away up in Lehigh, Allentown area. So. Gotcha. So okay, let's let's t- to put kind of kind of from both perspectives because we've got them right here. Bill, from the Flyers' perspective, rate the trade. I would say probably a B plus A minus uh, because it doesn't set you back. Unlike what have some local re- reporters have been writing about how this is now a setback in your rebuild process. Um, I don't think I think you stay ex- if. If anything, you stay exactly where you are and maybe push yourself a little bit forward because of, of what Drysdale, Drysdale's upside is. So, yeah, I think a B-plus, potentially A-minus, depending on how Drysdale really turns out. Like, that's truly what it comes down to. Similar to, I'm sure, what, what you'll say, Wellesie, about uh, Cutter. If he turns out, it's an A-minus trade for Anaheim, too. So, right. uh, everybody everybody could potentially win out on this trade, and that's what it's really all about when you're making these kind of moves. And unless you talk to anyone in the Philadelphia media or a large portion of the fan base where Cutter's a bum, uh, he wasn't going to be anything anyway. Uh, Man, it was like you you mentioned it before when you were first talking about like initial thoughts like that. It was almost like it was a script. Like as soon as the trade was announced, like they had Scotty Hartnell and Keith Jones out just going like, yeah, um, we actually don't think he's that good. Um, Yeah. Uh, I mean, he, Keith Jones said on the broadcast, if you don't want to be a flyer, you're yep. not going to be a flyer and we're going to yep. move you somehow. And He's... it seemed like they just didn't want to put up with his bullshit yep. and good for them. Like it, this isn't an Eric Lindros situation where it's a generational talent, like sure. moving heaven and earth to get this guy. You don't want to play for us. We don't think you're that good. We don't think sure. you're the position that you want to be. Have a nice day. See ya. And I just, la- I just laughed at like the, the very like, no, no beating around the bush of like, you know, we really respect, uh, you know, like the, the classic NHL yes. PR bullshit of like, we really respect uh, Cutter Gartier and we, we wish him all the best in Anaheim. It's like, nah, he sucks. We don't want him if he doesn't want to be here and his mom's a whore. Like, you know, like it's, uh, <laughs> it's true. Like, no, that's about it. You know, and like, honestly, dude, that's and I harp on this all the time, along with my co-host Scott, the NHL needs more drama like this. That's why the NFL is so big in the in the United States. It's why, honestly, the Major League Baseball and MLB, or excuse me, in the NBA, are so big, and the NHL is just kind of playing catch up with the rest of them. This kind of drama is good for the league, and mm-hmm. the longer they lean into it and build it up, the better for all of us. And that's what that's what's great about this sport. And it's going to generate some good, like, actual publicity for the Flyers, which they just. You know, uh, to be honest, from from an outside casual fan that just does not follow the Flyers regularly, 
Um, I would say, you know, the, the, the exciting moments in the last like 10, you know, Carter Hart, you know, kind of getting his shot, uh, moving up in there. Um, Cam Atkinson signing is kind of cool. Like, you know, these are things that just pop into my head right off the yeah. cuff. Like that's honestly, these are the, you know, everything else is more like, like moves out, you know, people leaving like Gaudreau, yeah. Gaudreau leaving. And, uh, you know, as a, as a Red Wings fan, Shane Goss despair and, you know, guys that just didn't kind of work out or there's, you know, what's the identity of Philly kind of thing. Are we, are they, yeah. are they still the broad street bullies or are they, you know, trying to finally embrace what, what, what you would consider modern day hockey kind of thing. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So that's, that's it. Okay. Taylor from the ducks perspective, rate me rate this trade. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, same thing Bill said. I think it's a B plus a minus. I think with, with the Gauthier side, right. You're a little concerned if you're a ducks fan, you're a little concerned with what the actual back end side of this was, right. Is this just some player that is just essentially throwing a temper tantrum, right. I've, I've kind of seen that on, you know, on X and stuff like that. But I think, I think to me, right. And this is just playing full devil's advocate. Some of the comments that actually came out from the Keith Jones, from the Danny Briere, mm-hmm. that almost that almost shows, you know, it's it. I know we want that kind of stuff. We want some of that, and and I loved it, right? I think it was great. But listening to some of those comments, that might be why the kid didn't want to be there, right? There might fair. be some sort of, Very fair. you know, um, just it. It's shit. We've all had bosses that everyone else loves them. And for some reason, they just rub us the wrong way, right? So sure. it could, it could have just been a super simple oh, situation and- like that. Torts so. is Torts is known to be, you know, one of those bosses to people. Like it's, yeah. he's kind of like that. One of those you either love Torts and you like respect the guy and you understand his coaching style, or you f- think he's like the biggest dickhead on the planet. Oh, and I love the Hayes comment, right? Like the Hayes comment is, oh yeah, God. run through a fucking wall for that guy, right? Calls that guy out. That's beautiful, dude. Well, the yeah, fact I, that Torts it, even comes to his defense, like I love. That's that. what I was gonna say. Yeah, yes. like we've act- the reporter he called out Anthony Sanfilippo of Crossing Broad in um the Snow the Goalie podcast. We've had him on the show a couple of times. Oh, okay. on on Orange and Backcheck, and he's mm-hmm. a great reporter. And this seems like a situation where he had a personal feeling for Kevin Hayes, uh, Anthony. That is, mm-hmm. let it slip out over over airways, and it got out there. Doesn't mean he's a bad reporter. Made a mistake potentially. Yeah. They, he's still, they're not retracting it over there. They're still. Well, I was going to say, right. what was the context of it? Like, is it was so it basically? Like, was it like he's like, I feel like he Kevin Hayes had something to do with it, or he was like, yeah, I, I got so it. So if I remember, if I remember correctly, off the cuff, it, they were doing. So the Snow the Goalie podcast is an affiliated with actually the team, okay. and they were doing an intermission a live stream on oh, X nice. Twitter. Oh, um, okay. And Anthony said something along the lines of, "By the way, a source has told me." Kevin Hayes had finger Kevin's fingerprints are all over this. Okay. Obviously because it's so mundane and so generic to just say, Oh, a source is telling me, but that's not a, that's not like, that's not my opinion. That's like, I've got a source. Yeah. So Uh, that's yeah. 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 Thank you, Aaron. I talked to somebody in the flyers organization. Kevin Hayes's fingerprints are all over this. So is he wrong? I don't know. Like at the end of the, like right now it's kind of like, because I have a personal, not a personal relationship, but I know who Anthony is, and we have this like Torts calling him out. And by the way, that's why Torts is so, and like you said, some people love him, some people hate him. At the end of the day, a lot of people respect the hell out of him mm-hmm. because he covers everyone, whether he comes to an agreement or not with the players on how he wants them to play, he'll defend them to the death yeah. uh, on situations like this. And that's why players love him. I was not a fan of the Torts hire. 
I said a couple of episodes ago, I was totally wrong on this guy. I'm all in on the torts, mm. what, however long wow. he's here. Okay. So yeah. I've made a complete 180. Um, but at the end of it, Kevin Hayes might have, because he did not have a good playing relationship. Emotions run high when right, yeah. you're being benched and cut and not uh, yeah. playing to the standard that you expect yourself to play. And the coach is telling you something different and you, you have a sour taste. They bonded because they both went to BC. Like that's right. how they yeah. bonded. And that's the only player he Cutter Grotier was apparently talking with. So uh, yeah. okay, currently yeah. on the roster. So obviously well, there might, the there might the be moment, some truth to that. Yeah, like it's not unfathomable that in the heat of the moment, Kevin Hayes was texting Carter last season going, dude, this sucks. I don't want to play anymore. Like, I don't know why you would ever want to come here. Doesn't mean he meant it, but he said it. So we've all sure. been there, like like with our with our bad bosses and good bosses. We've right. well, all been and, in the situations. And it could be a situation, and Taylor, I can lead this into you though, because like it's it's a situation where like he might, you know. Yeah, he might have dodged the in his perception. He might have dodged the Philly bullet, so to speak. But he just got traded to a team. No offense intended. That's significantly further behind in their rebuild than Philly. Like we we kind of thought that Philly was about to fall into a rebuild. They you know Torts has obviously kind of brought that pulled the team up by the bootstraps there, and they're kind of in the the hunt for a playoff spot now. Whereas the Ducks, I mean, they're they're in the Celebrini conversation, you know. Yeah, I the only the only thing I would argue is I think I think if you look at if you look at Philly, there's a very good chance that it still has to get torn down, right? Um, Fair. So you know, I, I I will argue. I think they're they're way ahead of of what we thought they were going to be, right? I think I think even you know Bill and, and a lot of Flyers fans would probably agree with that. Um, but I think the situation in Anaheim is a lot of these guys, they're having a big injury issue this season. Uh, yep. they actually, they went on a nice little streak. They, they've played some good games, but he's, he's going to slot right in. He's going to get top six minutes as soon as next year on a team that, you know, fair. realistically, the reason that the ducks got rid of Drysdale is they have a stable of young defensemen that they're looking at and going, okay, we don't need four to five offensive defensemen that can play potentially in the show. Right. What do we actually need? And they went out and they got a left winger centerman. Right. So a guy that can probably play both, which I think you can look at Zegris. You can look at Mason McTavish and say those two guys can kind of play both the wing and the center. So it's just it's just another option for them. And they need some goal scoring help. They need some serious. Zegers well, Zegers is terrible. Yeah, he's he's garbage. He's get, he's gonna get he's gonna get traded as soon. He's as, getting uh, traded. They're gonna they're gonna they're actually gonna get rid of him with Gibby, and they're just gonna throw Zegers in like as a please take Gibby. Right, like, right. Yeah. yeah, we don't we don't want either of these these benders. So <laughs> give us uh, give us someone shit. Yeah, what's Re- what's uh, Revo up to? I'll take Revo for Gibson Ooh. and Zegers. Uh-huh. Corey Perry's looking for a home too. He, that's uh, well, yeah, that's, but that's I can't, I can't trade Zegers to you know the free agency market. So. Sure. Um, hey, uh, uh, maybe, maybe, uh, maybe Philly's looking for in the in the in the Corey Perry world. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. that's a good fit. <laughs> could, you know, they they they're like, you know what? We miss Chris Pronger and his ability to just like completely tape guys out of the game with fucking. <laughs> They're stiff. <laughs> yeah. So let's let's bring in uh, the next greasiest guy that we can. Oh, they got they got Deloria to throw some bodies though. Deloria yeah. to throw a little bit. He was back yeah. in the lineup uh, tonight uh, against Minnesota, and he already Oof. got in a fight coming there in. There you for, go. Uh, love, yeah. love, Deloria, love that. Man. All right, Bill. Before we let you go, give us give us one last. How's how's your take on? I mean, obviously a surprise season for your Flyers. Um, they're they're playing much better than many anticipated. Many had them as basement dwellers. 
Uh, they're right now in the playoff hunt. They're right where everybody in a, in a very competitive East Coast con- mm. in an East Conference. Uh, is it sustainable? Are they for real? Or are they kind of, you know, like this is eventually going to this is eventually going to die. But yeah. let's ride it. Let's let's have fun. You know, every time that I think that it's about to fall under us and realize that, like, we are a bottom 10 team, get a top 10 sure. pick or whatever. They stabilize and they get it back on get back in the points column. They've had sustainable streaks. Even this recent West Coast trip, not the greatest, but it's never been the greatest for them during the Christmas holiday and New Year to be sustainable. So they continue to just battle this team out. And like one, I forget which one of you said it, but like Torts has them playing his style. They have the locker room ready to go. The problem is the Metro in the East is absolutely crazy Bonkers, it's separated yeah. by like three points from the wild card spot to the eighth in to the bottom of the tier of the base uh, of the conference so it's absolutely crazy at the end of it i think they squeak in i don't think they're going to be able to sustain this top three in the metropolitan i think mm-hmm. they'll snag a wild card and then we'll see what happens i don't think they're good enough to win a round but I've seen crazier stuff happen in the NHL playoffs. Sure. We all have. Columbus, so. Columbus beat Tampa. Yeah. All all it takes is Carter Hart to become, a, you know, a, a 940 goalie in the playoffs and he yep. they can go on a run. Or Sam Erson. I mean, they Erson. have. Oh, you yes. Could, you could absolutely argue that this yep. is the yep. best tandem in, in, in the Flyers, not just the East right now, but in the NHL. Both goalies with an over nine uh, uh, save against average. Erson, I think, la- up until last yeah, uh, the other day when he was in net. Um was it a two five? I think it was. Wow. It's just, it's absolutely crazy Pretty how good, good these. Pretty the good. problem is, there's no scoring. They haven't scored over three goals. Mm-hmm. I think in about two weeks, three weeks. It's unsustainable. That you need goal scoring, and that's where the lack of talent comes in, and where they need to address in the play uh, in the in the development stage in the entry draft. But right now, I think they're a playoff team, and that I did not think I would say last summer. Sure, I'm right. absolutely right. floored that I'm saying that out loud and. What is it, January 11th at the time of this recording? 12th? Like, yeah, 12th, January crazy. 12th. It's crazy to me. You you mean getting rid of Provorov and, and D'Angelo was a good thing? What the, the fuck? D'Angelo, yes. D'Angelo, <laughs> anytime you can get rid of Tony D'Angelo, <laughs> that is right. a good thing. Uh, Provorov. That's why teams bring him in, so that yeah. they can just carry <laughs> just him, him and start the hot streak. Yeah. <laughs> Provorov, I was so hot and cold on. Obviously, his tenure here uh, got a little icy at the end, but I've always been a fan of him. Uh, yeah. He had a couple I, good seasons, yeah. Yeah, he's had good seasons. He just kind of tailed off. And he became, honestly, they thought he was what they uh, are hoping Drysdale would be, a number one. And he right. showed flashes of a number one uh, early in his in his tenure, especially during under his ELC when he was a, a rookie. And then he tailed off, and you really shined as a maybe a 1B, a 2. Mm-hmm. Now you're hoping that Drysdale's that one, so... Um, yeah, that's it, it just shows how tough this is. It's not easy to figure this out. And that's yeah, not a science. No, there's no science to it. I mean, nobody had Kale McCarr in the, in, in his draft. Everyone was looking at Nolan Patrick and, uh, yep. Nico Heischer. So right, yep. it's, it's crazy. Yep. Sometimes it's just a roll the dice, but mm-hmm. so, I mean, as somebody who doesn't have, you know, I grew up when, when Pronger was on the team, I didn't necessarily like him, but it, throughout the whole Crosby era, obviously I was rooting for, for fly, uh, the flyers over, over Pittsburgh as a Red Wings fan at the time. Hell yeah. So definitely rooting for anybody that's uh, against Pittsburgh. So I was there. Uh, (laughs) I know, I know Taylor doesn't have a problem with the, well, actually he can't, he, he actually can't officially say anything nice about the flyers because they do have Garnet Hathaway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Uh, he, yeah. But, mm. 
he uh he cannot it, it's he's actually it's it's a court it's a court thing like he has a, a sign oh thing. wow <laughs> yeah, he, he can't he can't say anything nice about Garnet Hathaway or the team that he plays for. So yeah, even uh, even with my boy Jamie being there, I just oof, I, yeah <laughs> get get cuffed out get cuffed out of my own fucking house. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, the be, the best part about the, him being paired with Sanheim, it's the sixty nine line. How yeah, like just lean fantastic. into it. Absolutely yeah. hilarious. Like come it's, on, oh, yeah. especially with the Flyers. Come on, man. That, yeah, that's, it's hard that's, to that's be. Right yeah. <laughs> That's right, right up there with Broad Street Bullies. Hell yeah. I love yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Bill. I appreciate you coming on and talking some Flyers hockey with us. And uh, hey, if there's something else going on again, we'd love to have you back on. Fellas, it's been a blast. I've really enjoyed the time. And the same goes to you. Let's get you on the Orange Backtrack podcast sometime, sometime soon. Sounds good. Sounds good. We'll talk later. Thanks, guys. Yep. What a beauty. What a guy. You know, and 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 realistically, right? I mean, just a very good. This is, you know, this is just a. It's a business way of looking at a trade like this, yep. right? This is such yeah. a big, huge trade that was super polarizing for you know the last what week or so, right? So, uh, just good to get the other side of things, and and realistically, you know, we see the the real the ten percent of of Ducks fans who are assholes, right. of right. of of Philly fans who are assholes, right? So it's good to kind of get that you know, somebody who knows what's going on and, and kind of has a level head with shit too. Right. So that level. Head, uh, yeah. Yeah. For, good from, shit. from the complete unbiased, you know, I, I'm not no ducks, no flyers on my end. I, I just, from a, a purely skill standpoint, it does seem like it's a pretty even trade. Pretty even. Um, yeah. It's, it's yep. gonna, it is technically a situation where it is two problem kids being traded for different reasons, obviously, you know, mm-hmm. like I'm, I'm sure the ducks, appreciated Jamie Drysdale when he was playing, he was just hurt all the time. And that's not even necessarily his fault, you know, no. Um, just depending on the situation. So, but in any case, uh, I think that that's, he's going to, he's going to, as long as he's healthy, he's going to play well in, in Philadelphia. Um, I think Torts's system is very, is going to work well for Jamie's style. Mm-hmm. If that makes any sense. Yeah. Um, I, you know, like we're going to, we're going to play till we're going to play to ties and then get that overtime point. Um, I think that that can work well with Jamie's style. I, I didn't mean that to be insulting, but I, I, it is kind of an insult. Yeah. Um, <laughs> let me let me let me throw a name at you real quick. Yeah, hit let me. me throw a name at you. This is he, he's a little bit less of a feisty Vince Dunn, but I think he actually has a little more. He's got a little more offensive skill than Vince Dunn. So Vince Dunn's throw, shown a little bit of feistiness, which Jamie Drysdale yep. just doesn't have. That he doesn't have a mean bone yep. in his fucking body. But that's I think that's a good comparison of of where he could be in. You know, even even next year if he can stay healthy, right? I think sure. I think he he can be that good of a player. So. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what he does, and it'll be, uh, you know, I mean, it's going to be a saga that's, they're tied together now, right? Their sure. success is based off of the other one's success now, right? So, sure. Yeah, it'll be interesting. So, um, kind of, like, I mean, while we're talking about the Ducks a little bit here, because like, they've, they've been, uh, as we, we, this isn't our trade deadline episode by any means, or even the rumor episode that we usually do before, but... You know, the Ducks are not, like, we're starting to get around it. There's a lot of goaltender chatter right now, especially with a lot of them somehow becoming available in like 24 hours. Right. Um, you know, but let's, for the Ducks perspective, um, you know, there's, uh, it was it Elliot Friedman, I think, which is a fairly reliable source. Maybe I could be wrong on that. Maybe it's another insider that kind of fires off the hip a little bit. Um, but it, it sounds like Zegris is being shopped. Um, that's, that's the, 
you don't think that there's any truth to that? No, okay. No, All right. No, I think okay. it's so, so the, the guy that it was, it was uh, Frank Cervelli. Cervelli. Okay. Yeah. Yes. And Cervelli's Cervelli's definitely hit and miss. Cervelli is very much a, a clickbait guy. Uh, okay. So he, he does pull out some stuff that I think is, is worthwhile, worth your time. But I think a lot of it is we haven't heard from him in, in you know, fucking six hours. So he's got to yeah. come up with something fucking crazy. Right. So yeah, I there's no way and 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 let me preface with this. I don't want to just shit on you know. Even Drager came back out and said, you know, hey, this is speculation. But uh, I don't want to I don't want to shit too much on on Cerevelli as as much as I want to. Getting a guy like Cutter, who you think is either going to play center or left wing, which is what Trevor Zegers plays, I completely see where you can create that in your mind. Sure, right? There's there is potentially. You know, it gets brought up a lot. The reason that Jamie Drysdale was shipped out of town is because it wasn't a Verbeek. It wasn't Pat Verbeek that drafted him. And that's, but it was, and yes. that's the logic on this too. Right. And that's the exact same logic. And so I, I understand them trying to put he's the not pieces the together. Of, he's not the type of player that Verbeek likes kind of thing. Sure. But Verbeek is, is surrounded with the rest of this roster that sure. is a Verbeek type of player. Why can't you have a Zegris that's going to go score you those goals? Or or realistically, he's more of a passer. Everybody always thinks of him as a Michigan. He is a passer. That's who he is. So, in my opinion, you don't go get Cutter Gauthier and then immediately turn around and sell Trevor Zegris. It's just, they need goal scoring, especially on that left side. It's pointless. So, I, I just, I don't think there's any basis to it. I think it's more of just... Just okay. needing just something. I think wheels, it's just yeah, turning yeah. the wheels. But uh, I, yeah, I, I maybe I, right, maybe I, yeah, I, maybe. But I don't think so. I I got a good chuckle. Um, I was listening to uh, shout out to the Puck Off podcast. Uh, with with uh, God, what we should give a shout. Andy Andy Picario. Andy um, Picario got us. Kind of one of the guys. Shit, one of the guys that kind of inspired us to to get this show going. Uh, with with his now defunct show. Um, but he was he was talking about like if if the rumors were true, the first place he said of all play. He's like, it needs to go to a place that needs scoring. And he he said Seattle. And I was like, fuck, I didn't even think about that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if like he doesn't. I, I don't I mean, even want to go down Maddie, that. Like, that I'm and Maddie yeah. played together, right? So, yeah, we can we can throw those. We could definitely maybe we can wish day. maybe we can will that into existence. But yeah, mm-hmm. it's it, he was he was saying like a team that doesn't necessarily have defensive problems, but does need scoring. And uh, because, you know, the, the biggest criticism of Zegris is that he just doesn't play defense. Mm-hmm. So um, he would Andy was making a, a pretty cohesive point that, you know, it needed to he needed to go somewhere that, you know, where his his defensive liabilityness can be off offset uh, and also where scoring is needed. And uh, at, I mean, at the moment, the Kraken are doing fine. But um, we've we've you and I have sat here in these chairs and gone like someone other than jared mccann needs to score a fucking goal yeah we need um, somebody yeah so jamie uh, alexiak's taking it end to end jesus yeah if god if anything the uh, mccann's playing fourth line fucking minutes right now so that's crazy um that's yeah i, I just i i think it's i think it's just i understand where the where the speculation came from right don't get me wrong with that but mm-hmm. there's just there's not a lot in their system i mean you know if we're looking at right wingers right troy terry Potentially McTavish can move over to that right wing. He's more of a right winger than a left winger. You mm-hmm. got guys like Perot in the AHL. And then it really does start to fall off. There's a couple guys. There's a guy, uh, I think he's in the OHL, Cedarov, who's almost a goal per game right now. He has like 30-something in 30-something games. Wow. So they, they have guys, but, but again, Cedarov is a right winger. So mm-hmm. it's just, you know, whether or not Cutter takes that centerman role 
or not, it's just, you know, to me, it's, it's a good fit on that left side, which has been a weaker, weaker uh, spot for them. So sure. Yeah. Be interesting to see what happens, but I think you're looking at, if you're looking at the ducks, you're looking at a Frank Vetrano, you're looking at Henry, you're looking at Gibson as guys who sure. are available over, over Trevor's egress. So. Gotcha. Yeah. Oh, and, and Aaron making a good point. They are trying to move McCann to center, which I mean, he has experience with doing, but he's been mostly a winger since he's been here. Yeah. Um, as long as they put Winberg at the press box when they do that, I'd be fine. God, don't, don't even get me started. I mean, I, you know, looking at, I mean, and we can, we can even talk about Seattle a little bit here, but because I mean, they are like them and uh, Edmonton are pretty much the only teams that are on like a massive win streak right now. Mm -hmm. So I think they're both at um, eight. Yeah. We we can talk about them. When we get into the, the wrap uh, for, you know, our halfway point uh, stuff. Um, so other, other news going on uh, to, to the uh, absolute joy of every hockey fan, because every hockey fan cares very much about the Toronto Maple Leafs and every acquisition that they make, because, because, you know, if it's, if, if it's good for Toronto, it's good for hockey, you know, mm -hmm. obviously. Yeah. Yes. It's, all of mm -hmm. us care. Uh, hockey central 100%. is, is just only talks about Toronto because at the end of the day, that's all we really care about is the Toronto right. Maple Leafs. It's the uh, national Toronto league. Correct. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So, uh, recently, um, it's been filling up, filling up headlines that, uh, this guy, I don't, I don't know if you heard of this guy before, William Nylander, sure. uh, Willie Nile, old Willie Nylander, uh, has made a, an, a, gotten an extension in Toronto, uh, eight years by $11.5 million with a full new, full no move clause. And, uh, Taylor, I'm going to, uh, I, I I'm going to hand this off to you in the same way that, the the Toronto Maple Leafs management handed this off to William Nylander in negotiations. Uh, do whatever you want. You can have anything you want. Perfect. Yeah, I'll I'll take eight. <laughs> I'll take eight years at, at fucking eleven and a half because there's nothing. Yeah. You're not going to move me. So yeah, that's um, that's you can you can have anything you want. Right. Yeah, that's pretty much what they said to him. So yeah, I mean this is this is them getting him locked up, right? Um, we're just, mm -hmm. we're adding to, you know, our budget here. This is, this is why I wanted to bring this up. So you have, you know, well over 33, you know, about 33,000 or 33 million, Jesus, 33 million and three guys, you oh. know, Will, Willie Nylander, you know, he's, this is, this is next year, right? 24, 25. So you mm -hmm. have almost half, let's, <laughs> let's verify that, but almost half of your, of your cap hit is in four guys, right? For That's next year, just, yeah. For next but, year, right? That's but, just crazy, man. But Taylor, but Taylor, I've been assured by Leafs Twitter that it's going to be tight for one year, and then Tavares is going to come back for a set of Maple Leafs pajamas and uh -huh. and a and a and maybe the key to the city and, and a, a ten dollar right and a and a league minimum contract. He's going to come back for nothing, and everything's and and the and the the cap is going to go up by I. I just judging from like Leafs Twitter, uh, the cap's going to go up by like a billion dollars. Yes. So it's fine. Everything is fine. And this yeah. is okay. This is There's not, no fires. It, this is, this is not a problem at all. The fact that it's going to be these four guys surrounded by Marley's basically. So what? Uh, yes. Yeah, exactly. Which, which, okay. <laughs> okay. If I, if I am the Toronto Maple Leafs uh -huh. or I'm the Edmonton Oilers who okay. have a, somewhat similar situation right i yes. mean they, their defenseman and darnell nurse is also making over nine million so you can throw him in the fucking pot 
Sure. But I, to me, even with the two of the best players in the world, this is still, and this is me being optimistic, and you'll never hear this from me again for Toronto Maple Leafs. Okay. This is still a deeper team than Edmonton can even create, is it not? Uh, it's true. That's true. Yes. Right? Yeah, I, I just, you know. It's a good problem to have in the sense that they've got a core that is side through their prime. That's good. So it, I, I understand the thought process here is like, it's me. It's kind of like the Chicago Blackhawks thing, like the, the late teens of, or the early teens of like, if we can just secure the core, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter who we put around them. We'll always be able to get a kick at the can as we'll long figure as it out. we'll yeah. figure it out. Like we'll, we'll put pieces in around them. If it doesn't work, then we'll try new pieces the next year and we'll try the next year. And it, and I, and I get that. Um, it's not necessarily how I would build a team, um, but that's, you know, that's neither here nor there because uh, it's at the end of the day. Yeah. Are you going to, are you going to have scoring problems for the next five to six years? No, of course not. Like this, no, that, that is not the problem. The problem is the problem that they've been having for the last 10 years, which is defense and goaltending. Like uh, it's shout out to like, you, you know, we've, you and I have softened our, our thoughts on, uh, old Jones uh in the in the goal because the guy played yeah marty jones uh martin jones he was playing great for the kraken and he you know he's you know having a bit of a resurgence but god damn how long is it gonna how long is it gonna wheels are getting loose right and you know samsonov just coming back i I just don't know man i that that goaltending is just not and i understand i'm not the person that you want to put you know i'm not saying like you put 10 million dollars into a goaltender like florida has although that does seem to be working out for them quite well good god yeah yeah um i just i I don't know like there's a big question mark for the goaltending there uh joseph wall is a hopeful thing when he comes back maybe that's maybe that's their goaltender of the future but how many times have they said this and it's it's blown up in their face so uh and and the defense like the defense is just it's just not, it's nothing. And they were going to have little to no money to work with. Um, I, I don't know. You think, you think Tavares comes back for half of what he's getting paid for? Uh, that is an absolute fucking steal. If he does. First, first off, I, first off, what is he worth versus what you think he'd ask for? Personally, what is he, what is he, what is he worth? Fair market value. What do you think he's worth? Seven? Personally, I think so. So I just heard this number from uh, Elias Lindholm's camp that he's wanting around 9 million a year. I think that's heavy. That is so, heavy. So to me with Tavares and it'll show us the age here. Let's, let's go up. Shout out to cap friendly. What's up guys? Yep. yep. Uh, he's 33 years old, right? So I think for me, a Tavares player is I, if I can get him at a seven, eight, for three years, I think that's pro- yeah, yeah. I think that's fair market value for a guy that's thirty three years old. Okay, but what do we think in term? Because thirty three years old, like, uh, to me, five years is too much. Like, to me, three yeah. is three is what you're looking at. You know. Well, and and here's here's where it gets tricky, and this is why you know people actually make millions of dollars to deal with sure. the financial side of this shit. Yes. John Johnny T, I think, is probably one of those guys that can probably play closer to 40, right? I give him mm-hmm. I give him a 37, 38. He's not, you know, those last couple of years, he's gonna be a Joe Thornton. He's gonna be a I would say Pavelski, but that motherfucker is just right ridiculous. So, you know, I could I could see giving him up to five. I am not going I'm not going anywhere close to a max, and they won't. They they just will not no. do seven, eight years for him. 
So I think a three to a three to five range is fine, but you're I think gonna, you're going to keep Johnny T until he's thirty eight. I, I mean, or just or just let him walk, right? Which which they can do. You're not going to get him for what honestly that fan base probably thinks they're going to get him for at the four to five range. That's it's impossible. That is too friendly of a deal. That's too much. If if I've, they, I've seen lower. I've seen two to three. Sure, sure, but I but I think <laughs> two to three. Good fuck. That's right. wishful thinking, boys. That is, oh, it's a hundred percent wishful. Th- I, it's, he's, but he wants to be a leaf, Taylor. What? He's gonna make as much as fucking Max Domi and David Camp? They're <laughs> fucking with me, right? Get out of there! You, good God, just chugging DMT, just in Dream World. Uh, that's a that's a good little fucking drug reference for you fucking dummies yeah. out there. Uh, but yeah, it, it's, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they do. I think realistically you know if they think they have you know a center in the system which i don't know if they do you know i there's a good chance that they just let him walk you know Mm -hmm. so it'll be interesting that's that's a good one to follow but yeah uh they don't really need to they don't need to worry about it for what another next year right they'll kind of start thinking about it well and, and some guys like they'll they'll have they'll have some money to work with but because you know you see you'd see tyler bertuzzi they're not going to resign tyler bertuzzi um yeah, Bertuzzi's Bertuzzi's gonna walk, or they'll try to. I mean, if they were smart, they'd trade him at the deadline for something, but they they won't. Mm-hmm. Um, Max Domi is, you know, he's a journeyman at this. You know, he's he's gonna he's like an Eric Hala type to me, where he'll he'll go somewhere. Um, I don't think you know he might finish out the season there, but I don't think he's re-signing in 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 Toronto. Mm-hmm. Um, Kelly Yarncroft is another like okay, cool, like fill fill a space kind of guy. Cali's sure. going to do fine, but you know, it's not, he's not going to shake the needle uh, one way or the other. Um, and then you've got young guys you're going to need to worry about. So I, I don't know, man. I just, to me, it, it, I understand what they're doing. They're, they're kind of looking at the Chicago and then even uh, let me recompare it to like Tampa where like, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, there were many Tampa's times where good. you and I were sitting here going like, it's just not going to happen. Like, you know, like they've had so many kicks at the can. They've been making the playoffs for like the last six years like it's just not going to happen with this core. I hope and I think that they're hoping that like with some maturity and whatnot, they'll finally get it together. You know, maybe maybe Austin Matthews in it. You know, when he turns twenty nine, uh, he knows not to moon uh, car lot attendance. Yeah. And and with, do you with, ever really learn that? I mean, I don't necessarily moon them, but I'll definitely point and laugh. Like, yeah, I mean, there's... You know, what what poor decisions have you made in your life to bring you to this point where you're writing tickets for me parking? Like when's the last time you mooned somebody? It's been a while. Oh, that's I mean, see that that's where you are. I'm older than you, but you're definitely, you know, a little more collected than me. Mm, Definitely. Probably since college. Last one that I remember. I'm less than a year, bro. I stuck my butt out the car window fucking June of last year. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Was it for was it for a good cause? Uh, yeah, I just wanted cars passing by to see the nice. goat. You know what I mean? Nice, nice. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah. Was that a waiting reference? Yeah. Well, yeah. yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. So, but I think I think you're. I think you know, with the amount of contracts that they do have, goaltending is obviously still an issue. If it's me, I'm going with if, with my big three, right? I'm going with Matthews, Marner, and Nylander. I wish it was Mylander because then it would be the three M's. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, you know, so I'm going with those big three. I can bring in potentially 
you know, guys that are that are through free agency and stuff like that that can kind of fill that fourth spot, you know, make Marner Marner play that center position or, or something, right? Just figure figure out what we can do to have, you know, at least four pieces up front. You gotta shore up the back end. You have to you have to figure out the goaltending situation. It's not working through the draft. It's not working through trading for young goalies, which is what they want to do to save money. You gotta find somebody if you want to make that next step. So yeah, it's another one that's that's gonna be we'll keep our eyes on. But good God, man, it's just yeah, you, yeah it it's, it hasn't been working. So let's continue to do the same fucking thing. Right, right. that's where that's right. where they're like, at, and I don't know. Yeah, they're they're ideas. We've tried nothing, and we're all out of ideas. They're all out of ideas, exactly. <laughs> yeah, fucking brutal. Okay, well, um, I mean, and we 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 talked about all this from the Maple Leafs perspective. Like, let let's let me to to put a final touches on that. Like, William Nylander is definitely deserving of that contract. Hundred percent, he's a very good hockey player. Like, I'm I'm not even necessarily saying that they should have traded him. Uh, I'm just saying like it's. Yeah, nobody is giving a hometown discount for Toronto, no. and I, I think they're just kind of screwed. Like, I don't think that there's any, like if they if they traded Willie Nylander, you would have had to get an amazing return to make this okay with the fan base. Mm-hmm. And I just don't know what you're gonna do. And even then, you're like you're trading for another eleven point five guy, which fuck because every team just has those laying around. So yeah, um, yeah, it's it's kind of a no win scenario. And from not William Nylander's perspective, congratulations on getting paid. Um, I don't know if he's going to be happy playing for fucking Toronto for eight years, but you know, um, yeah, he said he would, he said he loves it. So they all do. They all do. I I remember when that guy was overseas eating fucking cheeseburgers and was waiting for his last contract and Toronto fans were like, he fucking sucked. Get rid of him. That's right. That's right. It's like, get the fuck out of here, dude. Completely overrated. God damn it. All right. Uh, last thing before we hit the mid roll break, we got to talk about, uh, the, the NHL's golden boy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the baby baby boy Bedard uh, goes down after taking a hit, a hit, a a a very clean NHL solid NHL hit. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> uh, goes down, breaks his jaw, out six to eight. Uh, he did have a successful. Sur- I love how they say that. Like uh, this, a player X received a, a successful surgery. Like, what are they gonna do? Like, oh, there was actually some complications with it. Yeah, uh, he's like deformed not- now. But <laughs> he actually has uh, three fucking legs and a dick on his forehead now. Like, they're like, dude, yeah, they're, you're trying to fix this jaw. <laughs> right, right. There was actually- how, did, how did we get to three legs? There was actually a there was actually a, a huge mix up in uh, in the <laughs> surgery office. And uh, we actually, it, his jaw is still broken and he doesn't have an appendix anymore. <laughs> he's, also, pic- he's, he's also circumcised now. Yeah, I don't know, I don't know, that, I don't know how that happened. <laughs> he's but. just in a bathtub with fucking ice and they just, <laughs> they didn't actually put him on like a gurney or anything. They just fucking brought him to the doctor's bathtub. <laughs> Good. Oh, oh, I thought his first name was Bedard. In, Damn, in, that's the in, wrong guy. In 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 a positive note, though, uh, uh, Connor Bedard is now a kidney donor. Yeah, so. yeah, on his license. <laughs> yeah, he's official. He's mm-hmm. if you get Connor Bedard's kidney, inst- like instantly thirty goals for a season at least. Yeah, yeah, I think I think that that's where the goal. All goal. Everybody knows goal scoring potential is hell is is held in the kidneys. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I, I think yeah. that that's no. It was it was. Uh, yeah, what do you think the the hit real quick? Let's let's not yeah. spend too much time on it, but it's... We, yeah, we'll we'll pop through it. Sure. Uh, it's, 
shoulder to chest, man. It's sho- it's shoulder to he, chest. He skated into the defenseman. Like he, he tried did. to pull. He tried to pull a, like a college NCAA. Like hundred percent. I'm going to split the D and then I'm going to cut to the side. And I'm just going to fucking bar down this shit. We and call that the, and, the, the Weiss Mendoza right there. Right. And yeah. fucking, is it Brendan Smith? Yeah. Brendan. So Brendan Smith is the one that, that got him. Yeah. And, and good on. So this is, this is something there, you know, there was a lot of people in different camps on this. Good for Chicago. You know, I think it was Felino. I think I don't remember yeah. who all it yeah. was, but you know, they, they went at Brandon. That's we, that is we love that. what they're supposed to do. Yes. Right. Yes. That is your that is your star forward. You're yes. supposed to deal with it in the moment. Yep. Whether or not it was a clean hit or not, exactly. yeah, I I'm I'm on that boat a little bit, right? Like if it's a dirty hit, you really gotta fucking do it. Sure. If it's a clean one, and it's a player to the caliber of Connor Bedard, yeah, go for it, right? I'm that's totally, how I'm we talk it. about. That's how we talk about the game being policed, though. By play, like we right. we want games being policed by players instead of the refs, because we're all gonna bitch and complain if the refs start policing a game. You know, they, because then it's like, oh, the ref, you know, did this get where if Connor Bedard even just if it's the cleanest hit in the world, you still fight that guy because you want to send the message of don't hit our star player. Don't do it again like, or you're going to take right. some knuckles. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Exactly. I'm going to take your entire fucking top row if you touch that kid again. So yeah. that's how that's how the game we, we don't want the refs having to fucking police that like because yeah. it's it's dumb when that happens. Yeah. Because then we, we do- start going we start going like, oh, well, the fucking. You know, every time Sidney Crosby gets a fucking hangnail, anybody that was next to him is going to get a goddamn ten-minute misconduct. Right, right, yeah. It just, but that's that's the benefit of players who know what the fuck they're doing with that, right? Like that's a big blow-up hit. You, you got to check them on, on your on your top goal scorer of the next twenty years. You got to fucking check that guy, yep. right? So I I love that move. You know, I it is clean. So and I and I, this is what I liked about it. I, f- I felt like there was a very good. There was definitely that side of people who were trying to slow mow it and say it hit him in the head. Yes, it hit him in the head, but it hit him in the chest first, right? It wouldn't have a broken jaw if he didn't hit him in the head. Yeah, you that's have a to totally clean hit frame dude. by frame. Right. It's not. It. I just. I'm okay with different angles. That I. That I'm okay with. Like 100%. looking at it something from a different angle or so, like based on how you see it. That can change the perspective, but if you're sitting there going frame by fucking frame to try to find something, you could convince yourself of anything. So right. it's you know I uh, I yeah. don't buy that. Um, yep. yep, it was totally clean. I wish him a speedy recovery. You know, I'm yep. glad he oh, didn't. I'm glad he didn't have the a third leg sewed on. But... Yeah, sucks for the sport. The guy's great. And... Sucks for your All Star game chance. I know you're upset about that. I it's it is. <sighs> so I, sorry, buddy. It's it's. God, I just suck. I, I suck at this so bad. It's it. I'm especially as I get older. I'm so it's so hard for me to get excited about the All-Star game. I just don't <laughs> care. Like because I'm matching the energy like, you know, uh, like you look at these guys that we're sending, you know, they're like some of them are just not, like I love Oliver Bjorkstrand. He doesn't need to be going to fucking All-Star. Jason game. Dickinson, baby. Come on, man. Uh, see, and, and that's just that that's the cherry on top of a joke of this. Like, you know, it, even like, like, let's take a hard one where like, it's a, a deserving thing, but like at the end of the day, what are we basing and what are we, what are we classifying as an all-star? Is it, is it breadth of work or is it just how they're doing this season? Because if you're going breadth of work, I don't know why Sam Reinhardt's going, he's having an incredible year, but Matthew Kachuk is the all-star. Like we were sitting here right. in the, we were sitting here in the playoffs last year going like Matthew Kachuk is redefining. Like he's bringing back old school hockey. We fucking love it. Like this guy's the face of the game. 
And now, like, he's not even on the fucking, you know, or or Barkov. Like, yeah. Sam Reinhardt's third on that list. And Or That's you crazy. can even argue, you can even argue if it's just season, Bobrovsky. Yeah, Bobrov, because I, I think they've, so we were talking about eight wins in a row. And I think Florida's right there. So I think I think Florida has won. I'll have to check. Maybe it's just Bobrovsky has won eight in a row. But they, Florida's on a fucking streak too. Nine game win Nine streak games. for Florida. Yep. Yes, thank you, Aaron. Yeah, it's just I mean Bobrovsky also deserves it, right? But we're we're sending Kachuk, right? Reinhardt, I think Reinhardt hit like a. I don't think I want to. I, for some reason in my head he hit thirty, but that sounds so fucking high. So, but he's, he's like right up there in the fucking goal scoring column and shit like that, but he's not Matthew Kachuk. So he, he doesn't get that fucking, he doesn't get that all-star vote yeah. right away. Right. He can still potentially get in, but that's crazy. So I don't, it's, I, I stopped. I don't know. I guess I stopped. Doesn't matter. Um, right? it's, it, yeah, it, yeah. It doesn't matter. Players, players don't take it seriously. And I'm not going to either in that case. So um, yeah, that's, I don't, I don't, I, as far as his Calder, I don't think that this changes. The NHL will make sure that Connor Bedard wins the Calder. And this is not, I don't even think it's worth <laughs> discussing. Points, points per game. He could, he could not play the rest of the season. There's a very He's good already chance. Got it. He's already won. Yeah, there's already a chance that nobody we can even catch this? him for actual points, let alone right. points per game. Right. So, yeah, I just uh, there was there was another podcast. I, I'm not going to name their name, but they were talking about there's potentially, you know, some other guys that could come up. Brock Faber's name got thrown out there. There was a, c- a couple other guys. And, and and I don't I don't disagree. Right. So I think Brock Faber is, is a very good defenseman Have playing a, a lot of a lot of minutes per night. Have a fine know, season. Pretty but he's decent. not kind of a dark. But he's not Connor Bedard. It's it's Connor Bedard's to lose, and Brock yeah. Brock Faber and and those kind of guys would have to have an absolute like Logan Cooley. Bro- I think Logan Cooley and Fantilli were three and four or something like that. So Bro- it's just Brock Faber is oh, going to have crazy. to play Norris caliber levels to even like have lights a, lights fucking right. out. Eric like Carlson in Ottawa shit, dude. Right, like he's going to have to be literally. And I don't no, don't get me started on how we handle the Norris, but in any case. Um, yeah, no, I, I couldn't agree more. It's not anybody who's sitting there. It's they're doing it to generate some conversation and some banter because th- it's, there's, there is none to be had. It Connor yeah. Bedard will win the Calder. It's, it, it's already written in stone. The, the Calder has already been inscribed. Okay. Yeah. Like it's done. Like we, <laughs> any other we year, throw that shit at Brock Faber because he sure. is, there's nights, there's nights sure. where he's playing 32 minutes a night. Yeah. It's pretty That's good. Insanity, but it's, it's pretty good. on a, on a bad Minnesota team. They really have been. They they started, they had that, like we talked about, right? They had that new coach, fresh blood, and then it was just, they're right yeah, back they're, at it. I think they're, they're bad. They're, they're not making, again. they're not making so, the playoffs. Yeah. We can, well, Chance, let's, let's do ahead. a quick, yep. let's do a quick, uh, let's do a little mid roll. Let's, let's pay some bills and things like that. Right. Hit me with it. We know hockey games move fast, but with the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, you can score faster than anything happening on the ice. This week, new customers can bet 5 bucks and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. That's $200 instantly in bonus bets. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app with code THPN. New customers bet just 5 bucks on the NHL and get 200 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-H-O-P-E-N-Y or text H-O-P-E-N-Y 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777. 
or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. NHL and the NHL Shield are registered trademarks of the National Hockey League at copyright NHL 2024. All rights reserved. Do I see $200? Do I see $200? Do I see $200? Do I got $300? I got $300. I got five bucks in bonus bets. Okay, nice. That's my, that was my uh, quick, I will start doing auctioneering here pretty soon. I know you're, this is going to prepare you for that. You're going to propel right. you into that next. Yeah, um, yeah speaking of, I uh, got just real quick, uh, I did, looking at DraftKings odds for the Stanley Cup right now, Rangers, Avalanche, Bruins, uh, loving it, loving it. Um, those are not bad bets, I would say. Um, kind of surprised that the Vegas Golden Knights are a little lower than I thought they would be, but um, yeah, not too bad on uh, on all of this kind of. Rangers fun. are number one. Rangers, Avs, and Bruins are tied. Oh, tied at the top. Okay, so good. I'd say. I mean, just we're not gonna do a, a gambling breakdown today, but uh, definitely like you know the value on the Panthers, value on the the Golden Knights. Um, yeah. It's not bad. Yeah, value on Dallas, man. Dallas, they've been playing the last. They they they've kind of, you know, evened out a little bit, but it's because they're getting Otter of, back. Yeah, yep, they're getting Otter back here soon. Yeah, it's not bad. Okay, cool. All right, um, what are we going to talk about now? Oh yeah, some goalie stuff. So, um, as we come up as today, um, uh, the only reason we're kind of talking about uh, the only reason we're talking about this kind of stuff right now is because uh, weeks. Uh, is it Kevin Weeks? No. Yeah. Weeksy. Yep. Yeah. It Weeksy. was Kevin Weeks. Weeksy comes out and uh, as he as he likes to do, he likes to bring some attention to stuff. Uh, throws out uh, two tweets today to, with with the eye, uh, you know, to mm. keep an eye on kind of thing uh, with pictures of Markstrom and Elvis Merz Lincolns, uh, the Calgary and uh, Columbus goaltenders, which this is a big deal considering that there are many teams in the league right now that are uh, you could make a very strong argument for that are in need of good to acceptable goaltending mm-hmm. and Markstrom and Elvis. I, I, it's not too much of a stretch to say that they are both acceptable to good goaltenders. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't say other one of them are bad. Uh, I, I don't think that they're like elite, but they're, they're certain they would be an upgrade on many teams. Uh, so yeah. Um, Markstrom is is having a bit of he's having a pretty good year at the moment, so uh, I, I, I discuss like it's you know Calgary is not necessarily in a playoff they're still in the hunt, but they've got they've got somebody in the wings don't they? Yeah, so uh, Dan Vladar is is an unrestricted free agent at the end of the season, which makes it a little bit tricky. But they have a guy in Dustin Wolf that has I think he was the goalie like the goalie of the year in the AHL for the last two years, something like that. It's, nice. Uh, yeah. So he's he's very good. He's struggled a little bit at the NHL level, but I think Calgary is looking at it as the market for tendies is very hot. Right. The 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 you know the the amount of good goaltenders that are available at this trade deadline are is very small, right? I think you could put potentially Markstrom and Gibson in a similar avenue just based on, you know, their their last few years of work, right? So mm-hmm. I think I think, you know, you're really putting those two guys at the top. You and I like Merzlikens, but I think I think, you know, there's a big question marks with him, right? The fact that 
Columbus with his age and everything was basically like, fuck it. We want to see what, what our other attendees look like. Tarasov and, and the other fella jet baby. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, so, you know, in that regard, I think you could put Merzlikens kind of, you know, at, at a notch or maybe even two notches below what I would probably put in a, in a similar bucket as Markstrom and Gibson. But if Markstrom is, is available, that is, that is potentially for, some of these teams, right, and we'll get to those teams that they could potentially fit into. That mm-hmm. is a difference maker, right? He yeah. could potentially, based on his 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 season that he had in Vancouver before he got moved over to Calgary, his first season or two in Calgary, those were good years for him, and he really is playing good hockey behind what was a very shitty Calgary team to yeah. start the year. He's playing very good hockey, and and that whole team has started to elevate, and it's a lot of it is because of Markstrom. He's playing even better, so. That he might if if Gibson is injured like he's been all fucking year, Markstrom is the bell of the ball. So sure, yeah, I would I would definitely argue. I I would agree. Um, I I uh, Gibson is going to be like as long as his injuries aren't like completely debilitating. Um, right. I think Gibson is. Uh, shout out again to Andy uh, Andy Picario. Uh, he's saying that Gibson's gone. Like he's he's yeah, he he's not be. long. He's not long for the Ducks. Um, and it just makes sense. It's, it's only a smart move, uh, because they're in it. Whereas Calgary, you know, like I, it's, if you're a Calgary flames fan, you're hoping that they go one direction or the other. And at this moment, you know, making up adding, you know, this is adding just wouldn't work. doesn't right. make sense to this team. Like it's, I, yeah, they might be able to squeak into the playoffs right now. They're, they're in the bubble conversation. They're only, you know, two points out. I get that, but you know, like it's, this team's not on the upward trajectory. They're, they're on the downhill. Um, so maybe it's time to start if you do it early enough. And I think GMs miss this a lot is that because of like external pressure, um, if you do it early enough, it, it stops becoming a rebuild and just becomes a retool, you know, like if you can, if you can start selling off while you still have some good guys on the team and, and start tweaking a little bit, it can be, it can almost be like a two year, two to three year thing instead of a five to six year thing. A full tear down. Yeah. A, a full tear down. Right. You can, you can still, because you know, most, even the worst teams have gems that you yeah. can build around technically speaking. Um, and if you're a good enough GM, you can walk that line where you can subtract pieces, bring in good quality prospects or move from, move some pieces around to where it's more of a retooling and less of a complete and total tear down rebuild. Right. Um, where you're, you know, your friend <laughs> and, and even then, you know, when those don't work out, <clears throat> Ottawa, um, Jesus. boy, God, let's, yeah. we, can, we can get into that in a second, but yeah, they're fucking terrible. Yeah. So um, I, I like, I like what you're saying because yeah. I think, I think it's, this is a very calculated move. If they are to get rid of Markstrom, like I said, the goalie market is very thin, which means, Teams are going to be willing to pay a lot higher price because yep. they need to get that goaltender. And you have a guy who has just crushed the AHL, crushed yep. a lot of levels that he's been at. He is your goalie of the future. Even if you are on the bubble, which which Calgary is on the bubble right now, they have a, they have a chance to get in. They've been playing a lot better hockey. If he's your goalie of the future and the team is continuing their trajectory that they've had the last couple weeks to a month, mm-hmm. right? If he can get hot, you now have your future goaltender that could potentially squeak you into the playoffs and get yep. that playoff experience. I just, I think it's a great move. I think we potentially see a few more tweaks from Calgary, but I think with Dustin Wolf in the wings, it makes a ton of sense okay. to, to, to get some of those assets and stuff like that. So I completely agree. I think it's, I think it's a good move by them. Markstrom is the smart one where he can plug into any, t- like Markstrom to, so it goes Gibby, 
you know, Gibby, Gibby's going to make your team better. Whereas like Markstrom would come in and stabilize some things mm-hmm. um, like he could fit. Whereas Merz Lincoln's I, I agree with like Merz Lincoln's is a good goalie, but he still needs, I don't know like, how much yeah. credit do you give on the sense of like, there, there is no taking away from the fact that Elvis has been playing behind other than uh, Renski, yeah. a really bad defense. Uh, up until um, up until this year, and I think they with with the fucking Babcock shit. I just they they sure. got off to a terrible start, right? So, yeah, yeah it's just it was doomed from the start. So I I agree. I think I think Merzlikens and Marchand on a team could... with a better defense, I think yeah. Merzlikens can can flourish. Yep. But but that does limit his suitors, right? So like I mean, you know, New Jersey shouldn't probably probably shouldn't be making a move for Merzlikens because you're not going to see too much of a difference because you know what what else is new jersey having issues with right now defense yeah yeah so So, yeah and i think i think i think what you should see and we won't see it i think ideally you would see markstrom to toronto you'd see gibby to new New jersey Jersey, and then carolina is potentially going to get Freddie back in a, I was just in a about to say, Car- Carolina would be a good spot for Ms. Lincolns. Yeah, so Ms. Lincolns could definitely go there if you if you want to throw Kochekov back, or even, back down to the AHL. Even Edmonton, if you wanted to, if you're if you're not believing in because and, and let's yeah. let's be let's be honest right now. Like I'm not I'm not going to sit here and say, oh Skinner's seen the light and he's the real deal. No, no it is this is literally Connor McDavid and Leon Draisaitl going. All right, here we go again. We're gonna drag this team into the fucking playoffs, kicking and screaming. Yeah, like, can't miss. I don't, Right. Exactly. I don't exactly. I don't give a shit. Like it's, I don't, I don't care how bad the rest of you are. We're going to make the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. So I could, I could, it's probably, I could see it shaking out like that. I think if you were to see a Merzlikens to Edmonton, it's to back up Stuart Skinner, at least give him a one, a one B. Whereas Calvin Pickard is Calvin Pickard's not playing bad hockey. He's just, it's Calvin fucking Pickard. Calvin Pickard. When's the last time we were talking about Calvin Pickard? Yeah, career backup goalie. Yeah, exactly. yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I think I think you're right. I think those are the three big names. I don't think anybody else is really worth looking into. I've I've you know the the, the uh, I've seen a few podcasts talking about you know Reimer's potentially an un- unrestricted free agent. I think Samsonov, right? Like, you know, I, I right. just think I think at this point you got this. The, that's the big three, and it probably goes Gibby, Markstrom, Merzlikens. Reimer's great uh, for like. Yeah. Reimer would be great for a, like a Stanley cup team in the sense of like, where they don't necessarily need elite gold. Like, like Reimer could go to Colorado and be fine. You know, sure. like Reimer could maybe. go to fucking. Let me throw out maybe Carolina, right? Because maybe Freddie comes back. He's feeling good. You, you Did just they need get a guy rid of behind Reimer? him. I thought Reimer was already with Carolina. Nah, I think it wasn't he Florida. That is Florida. I don't fucking know. It doesn't matter. Nobody like, should be nobody should be picking up James Reimer when there's like a, when there's other options. Like, yeah, it could be like a producer thing. We could find out if, if where where yeah, I could have swore he was with God, fucking I, I could have swore he was with Carolina. Could be wrong. On he, that. He, anyway, he definitely could have been. I've, okay. And maybe I'm mixing up maybe Ranta. I see I'm mixing up I think I'm mixing up Ranta and, and Reimer. I'm just maybe I don't know. I don't know what maybe that's Alex. I, I know Car- Car- Carolina's had like those like ancient goaltenders where you're like, Oh yeah, oh, okay. Yeah. Nice. Okay, nice he was thinker. he was yeah. with Carolina in twenty nineteen. That's right. Good okay, call. there we go. And then and then he was on San Jose Island for a little bit too. So Yeah, that that's sense. where nobody wants to be. New no, no Cockinen's another name that was getting thrown around. So that's a yeah, gotcha. That's, uh, okay. Yeah, they're they're super bad. 
All right. Um, last last thing before we get into our check-in, uh, the halfway season mark. Uh, Bruce Boudreaux, right? Like not too long before we started the show. Bruce. Bruce, Bruce, old butterball Bruce uh, butterball. comes on. He was on the NHL network or something like that. He was he was in a you know in a in a hot seat getting talking to you know an analyst position and uh was was saying that basically he was told he didn't give any names, but he was told by upper management that uh he they wanted him to put uh Quinn Hughes at there. Oh, look at that. Look at that guy. God damn, look what a guy. sweet, sweet old man. Couldn't hurt a fly. No. Um yeah, it was he was told by upper management to put uh put this fella, this defenseman at center. Play this guy. The old center. Bufflin treatment, huh? Yeah. No, Bufflin went backwards, right? He was he was forward and they yeah. moved him back, right? He went back. So yeah, the opposite. Yeah. Um yeah, from forward D. So I I I just I laugh at that because it, it goes to show like at the end of the day when management is you know like I, I i don't even want to necessarily say gm i'm i'm fairly certain that bruce was probably getting pressure from ownership you know mm-hmm. like like oh he's our top guy we need to we need to put stack him with Pedersen. it's just like people who only play what? like and people only play like the nhl games they're just like they're they're stat people like oh if i put my best three players on the no context whatsoever they're just like i'm gonna stack malkin with crosby and latang and that's gonna be my first line and <laughs> What would they have done on the back end, dude? What they would have had Tyler Myers, they had fucking Tyler Myers and and Ekman Larson as their top pairing. Uh, Yuck, dude. Yeah, maybe bring that maybe sucks. bring Edler back from the grave. Well, I think well, I think at the time he was with L.A. though, so you couldn't even have done that. You would have okay. literally, and they didn't have they didn't have Heronic till the till the right. trade deadline. That's right. Like, what the fuck, dude? I don't I don't know. That's that just blows me away, and it, and it goes to show like it's just like this complete misunderstanding of how, or maybe it's just priorities, right? Like maybe if you're gonna be a bad team, at least you should. It, it's like the um like the Jackie Moon situation, the Will Ferrell movie, where like if you're gonna be bad, at least be entertaining. Right. So like maybe the idea was, okay, well, we're going to suck at least put, you know, our top two players on the same line and have them pass back and forth to each other. So like, that's the only logic that I see from like a marketing standpoint, but that's not how you win fucking hockey games. It had to just be at like some fucking just fundraiser where everyone's hammered and like the GM or, or the, the owners of the fucking group were just shit faced talking with fucking butterball and he was like no i'm not gonna do that dude yeah i'm actually i'm actually not gonna do that yeah so here's what's funny um he's our only defenseman right now <laughs> we we are literally just gonna run him out for the rest of the season i'm not putting him in the forward position right right oh my god well, and i was thinking bernsey too right but bernsey did the same thing he went forward to d yep crazy we don't do that anymore when's the last is that the last time we've done that bernsey it's bernsey and i mean Buffy? It's rare to see, like every once in a while. Yeah, it's got to be. You don't you don't see that very often. It's weird, dude. It's fucking weird. Everybody trains for positions and whatnot. So, sure. In any case, um, so let's get into it. I uh, the, the kind of the thing that we've been teasing up until this point. We're we're basically at the halfway point. Um, some teams are still playing catch up. I'm not sure how. <laughs> to to the utter dismay of Ottawa Senators fans, they've only played 37 games. Yeah, they got um, a shot, man. They got yeah. They they still have some games in hand. There's hope. Um, love you, Bobby. Like, but good God, no, bro. Yeah, we we love Bobby, but man, holy shit, that's, yeah, that's uh, uh, rough time. Rough time to have it. a Ottawa podcast. 
You think fucking like Brady and and uh, and uh, Stutzler are just like get they're buying new irons? Like they're definitely gonna be on the golf course in like a month, dude. Oh, bro, no. Listen, man, Shane Pinto is back, and he's gonna turn this team. Oh around. yeah, fuck. They're gonna they never lose again, bro. Yep. God, fuck. That's right. Um, is there really so yeah. still optimism there? There can't be, I, right? There, there's like I even saw some no. delusion. No, no. Actually, the the joke here is that there's uh there among Ottawa fans, uh, they're doing like a ballot stuffing campaign to get Shane Pinto into the All Star game. Nice, <laughs> I love it. Like site, like literally, they got clipboards and shit on the fucking downtown streets yeah. of Ottawa. Yeah. good for them. Yeah, everybody's everybody's just retweet this, please. I'm gonna I'll sign you up for Twitter. Just retweet Shane Pinto for All Star. Grandma. Game. Oh my god, that would be so fucking great! Oh, fantastic, but no, I, I don't, I think, I think even the most ardent Ottawa, because I mean, we were, you know, we're fairly active on Twitter, and we know that uh, there were there were some pretty militant Ottawa fans saying like that this was the the rebound year, and of the three teams, Buffalo, Ottawa, and Detroit that we've talked about before, like they were the team that's going to take the step, and mm. uh, it's couldn't be more further from the truth. If, if anything, they've taken a step back somehow. Who would have thought when you lose Alex to bring cat you're and replace him with Vladimir Tarasenko, you're going to actually going to take a step back. So weird. Um, yeah, I think Corpus is my biggest. What the fuck? Like uh, he's not, he's not even putting up cam Talbot numbers, bro. We've, we talked about this. Like it, it's, Corpus Solo is in that category of acceptable goaltender, but he's not, mm -hmm. he's not one of those guys that can bail out your defense. So you need to have a solid defensive core. He's going to stop the shots. He's supposed to stop because he's not, he's not a bad goalie. He's just, he's a Grubauer. Would you, would you throw him? Yes. Yeah. You throw him in a bucket. Gotcha. Right. Right. It's, it's, he's going to stop the outside perimeter shots. He's going to stop, you know, the, the things he's supposed to save is going to stop, but if there's any sort of defensive breakdown or two on ones or anything like where the goalie is left out to dry, you know, he's letting those in more often than not. And sure. that's in, and, and it sounds like I'm really ragging on the guy, but like a lot of like, you know, would, would Corpus Allo be having more success in Carolina? I think so. You know, I think he would be, yeah. I think he'd be, oh, but, but he did, but he did in LA. Right. So, yes. you know, and, yeah. and behind what is realistically a defensive, a defensive right. team, right. Or a defensive structure, like you're saying, so, yeah, he's, he I, would be, you know, Joe, Joe Sackick would be more than happy to have uh, Jonas Corposalo on the team to to lead the Colorado Avalanche into the playoffs. Him putting up, you know, a 900 save percentage. That's fine. Like that's, can, can that's get all through that. Right. That's all Colorado needs. Colorado doesn't need 940 goaltending. They, right. they, they, they will outscore their problems. They've got a solid enough defensive system. You've got, you know, basically a perennial Norris trophy candidate as, as long as he's playing hockey, like, you don't need you don't need all star goaltending, so he would work on those types of teams. But you can't take Jonas Corposalo and put him on a bad team. He's not Gibson, you know. Like mm. he's not going to put up plus nine hundred save percentages on a on a team like this. Sure. So, and and that's the problem is that they just they thought that I think maybe LA might have fucking tricked him a little bit in the sense that like oh yeah it's you know Jonas just he just had to get a Columbus. It's like no man yeah. like all you did was take him from Columbus. Yeah ironically nine and 10, you know, Columbus and Ottawa. So yeah, that's yeah, all right. Cause L LA got tricked by Winnipeg. So it kind of evens itself out. Right. Very true. Very true. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, we're looking at the, this is basically the halfway point, you know, we're coming up on the all-star break, you know, two, three weeks out. Most teams are at the 41 game mark, which is, which is the halfway point. Uh, kind of looking at it and almost even compare. I wish we had our stats up from our, our picks from, uh, 
from uh, Thanksgiving, but not too much has changed since then. And yeah. I think I think things are. I, I do love the wild card race, wild card races that are stacking up. Um, Boston is is Boston's Boston, man. Like, what are you what are you gonna say? What can you say? They're just gonna keep doing it, man. I just it's crazy. It's crazy to me because it kind of shows the center position winning faceoffs. We've kind of seen this become a little bit more of like a, yeah, I mean, it kind of matters. Like it doesn't matter as much as they used to put a ton of fucking, and not yeah. saying that these guys aren't winning faceoffs, but they don't have elite centers, right? And they're still fucking winning games. It's just, yep. it's crazy. So, yep. yeah, I think it's good good coaching. And realistically, as much as everyone hates him, I think Brad Marshawn's a good fucking leader, man. Yeah. I yep. think I think there's and, there's a leader in there. So And the elite goaltending. Are easily, yes. I don't think there's much debate on it. They have the best goaltending duo in, in the league. That's uh, yeah, it's it's hard. There's I don't think there's an argument. I don't know. You know, I'd have to think long and hard to even come up with just being a devil's advocate, because I think those those two, those two, those two literally like Swayman is Santa Claus for fucking sure. <laughs> for, for Olmark's fucking yeah. kids at Christmas. Right. So I try, they're I'm just, trying to think of it's crazy. Like, trying to think of like goalies that have bailed them out. Like, I mean, in theory, you could say quick and Shesterkin, you know, but that's more of like quick is bailing out Shesterkin at the moment. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, uh, Scott Wedgwood has has played well in uh, Ottinger's absence. Oh, don't get me started uh, on the second Matt Murray. There's another fucking Matt. Murray there is another league. Matt Murray. He's also yeah. a fucking goalie. It's so annoying. That, dude. that is very. Does he I also hate look being born? Does he also look like he works at Hot Topic? Kind of. He's like a skinny little. He's a skinny yeah. little guy. I think he's. Yeah, I think he's better looking than Matt Murray. But that's just a. a is Matt Murray opinion. better looking than Matt Murray? I think it's a real close competition between Matt Murray and Matt Murray. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Matt Murray, Dallas, NHL stats. Let's look at this fellow. Let me, let me see. Just type in Matt Murray stud. <laughs> not the not emo one. Non-emo Matt Murray. All right. Good let's go. You're going to get let's... some fucking dude from like Georgia or something. Yes. Yeah, something that I probably don't want to uh, pull up. Yeah. That's, mm -hmm. That makes a lot of Two Matt Murray's one. Two Matt Murray's oh two cups though right Matt Murray has two cups that's right okay okay yeah yeah there you go yeah. Yeah. his there head so his head's kind of got like the mega mind it's got a little it bit does. of mega mind to it where it's you know lower like a skinnier jaw and bigger bigger forehead but oh yeah he um, he plays sure he plays nice. he plays Total War and uh, and RuneScape for sure definitely dude yeah he's got Minecraft on fucking quick. He's bookmarked it. Yeah. There you go. There's another Matt Murray. It's I don't know how we got there. Let's go back to know. Boston. Yeah, let's go back to Boston. Uh so I'm not I'm not worried about Boston. They're gonna be great. Um, I don't know if they've got I mean they're they're gonna have another kick at the can. That's for sure. And you're gonna have Florida right fucking behind them. Uh, yeah. Florida is playing out of their mind. Like uh, you know, I, I do definitely contribute uh my six game losing streak in fantasy to my Matthew Kachuk for Braden Point trade. Um, it's yeah, finally, it's finally paying off. Like Matthew Kachuk is now finally doing things. Um, but yeah, for for weeks, I, I even I just didn't have a reason to put Matthew Kachuk in because he wasn't doing anything. Which um, Maurice did have a pretty good quote from that, right? He basically he was yeah. like, he said something about like, yeah, if it was anybody or like, I think Matt. Matthew Kachuk's been playing good, but 
everybody's going to say that now he's figured it out or something like that. Right. So, right. And he never um, lost it in his, he never lost it. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, I think, I think, you know, but that's the thing is coaches, coaches can see that the work is going in the defensive side of things where even in games, like we'll, you and I will see like little good defensive plays, right. Where, you know, somebody, somebody did a good thing on the back end and it was like, Oh shit. You know, like uh, Joe Valeno, Joe Valeno broke up that pass. Right. Or, um, that's such a random fucking name, but you know what I mean? Like we can see that, but like Maurice is going to see that the whole game and, and he's just snake bitten. So um, yep. yeah. Thank you for pulling that back up. I was, I was working on it. Yep. I got you. Yeah. Not a, no problem. I, I, I really like the, I, the flyer, the, the Florida Panthers are going to be just fine. And you know what? This is good for them because there were a lot of teams that were saying they were the Montreal Canadians of last year where, you know, they had the miracle run and then they're going to fall back to earth next year mm-hmm. because they've just lost so many people. Um, I, I, you know, I, I think we both, I think, I think we, I thought we both had them in though. I, I think you and I had both had them in. in. I think we ranked them kind of, I had them a little lower, I think. Yeah. I think we had um, them wild card guys, but yeah, but no, and they're, they're looking really fucking good. Like they're, they're yeah. just a solid fuck. Nine wins in a row. Um, yeah. Can you can you scroll down just a little bit on that? I know for our, our other listeners. So I think I think besides there's a there's a couple teams that we we differed on a little bit, but I think I think there was two teams that we I think we both had in that aren't currently in, and then there's two teams right now in the East that are in, but we didn't have in. So I think sure. I think I had New York pretty high. I don't remember if I had them in in, but I definitely had them a little bit higher than you, but. Philly, dude. Philly, like we were talking with Bill about, right? So Philly's currently in a wild card spot. It's super tight in the East, but Philly oh, yeah. in that in that first wild card spot. But New Jersey. I wanted to get into that. I wanted to get into that because I fucking love this wild card race. And like the oh, you huge. draw the you, you draw the line at arguably Montreal. You know, yeah, like I like even per, that, I like, still don't believe Washington, but statistically Montreal's still in it. Yeah, I know. But like they're they're reasonably out, you know. Yeah, I um, still I don't believe in Washington, but I don't it's, either. No. It's OV, so maybe. But I think everybody else and I and I I'll throw Washington into it just for fun. Kuzi's so. been bad. Like he's just not like you know when he's gone, he's done, right? Yeah, Kuzi's Kuzi's been bad. Ovi, I I watched him. So I went to the hub and watched the Kraken, uh, Caps game where the Kraken, I mean, really just dominated the game. Uh, Joe Joey bailed him out in the first period, and then he did. God, he definitely God, did. He's a fucking can't stud. wait to can't wait to get it. dude Joey. I don't. That's gonna we need to end on the show on that because I fucking I don't want to hear. Any, I don't care how fun it is to say grew. Okay, that guy needs to fucking not see the ice. Isn't Joey it more fun to chant Joey though, dude? Like, Joey, come on, man. Joey, yeah, oh, absolutely. Man, and that guy is—he's not—he's—he hasn't been the best player on the Kraken. He's been the best goalie in the fucking league. Yeah, like, I mean, over their little streak that they've been since since he basically came in, he had—I think he had a couple—he had a couple kind of questionable starts, and then was just like. Oh fuck! This is easy. I've been doing this in the AHL. I've been doing this at every level, and then it yep. was just fucking lights out. He he has been lights out. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Grubauer, Grubauer, he's another Grubauer is in that category of like if you send him to Carolina, move I him. feel like he'd be okay. Yeah, move him. Yeah, if I feel like this goalie market. You yeah. should have you should have told everybody that Grubauer was available before Markstrom became available, because Grubauer potentially could have been in that Merzlikens Grubauer conversation just because. Yep. 
people don't watch Seattle, yeah. right? So you could you could convince some team that that to move him, but now you know now he's moving down that fucking list. So yep. yeah, I think you move. I mean, this is this is the year to move him when you have very goaltender hungry teams in the East, but they yeah. they won't. So, they won't. Yeah. No, and well, we'll get into that in the here a bit when we get to the West. But yeah, right now, I mean, the Rangers, you know, I don't think there's too much surprise. We had them in there. Carolina, it, honestly, to me, Carolina is frightening because like they're second in that division with bad goaltending. Mm-hmm. Like, imagine if they can actually settle down their goaltending problem. This is this this is like a better version of the Seattle team where like there is no true like one S tier star. It's this is just a deep, solid team. You got good guys on every line. Same with the defensive depth. Like it's if they can just get one goaltender to not get hurt, because their their recent dude that starts with a K could check what whatever check the fuck off, his name. yeah, yeah, could check off. Um, he just went down with an injury. He's in concussion protocols. So Jesus Christ, um, so what, yeah. You got so you're fucking Ranta. You're back to anti Ranta, who is you know been really bad. And, um, you know, you're hoping that Freddie Anderson comes back, but you know, Freddie Anderson's fucking wicker man. All right. He's, he's made a goddamn glass. So what do you do? You need somebody that's a little more consistent in that role. So, which is so um, tough because, because that team, if Freddie wasn't fragile, mm -hmm. they should be shopping a top six forward because that's, that is their true need, right? They, they needed that, but they just can't keep a goalie healthy. Anti Ranta is a shell of, even even you know in his Arizona years he could play a little bit better fucking hockey, so it's just yeah god damn they they sh- that's where they have to build it just shouldn't be at this point in the season where they need to build they need to build that top six yep. and unfortunately they they have to focus on the goaltenders and that sucks but it's hockey baby I, well and I mean looking at it though that's like their true only weak point right like there are things that, like you said like you can, you can improve on the offense by getting a true yeah, star they can get away with you know, it. You they, can make they, the Jack, I, you can make the Jack Eichel deal, so to speak, you know, to, to bring in that true, true star, but they don't need it. Like they, and the defense is solid. Like all you need, like the thing that's glaring with the Carolina hurricanes is just like, you just can't keep a goalie. Yeah. But I mean, it's literally Svechnikov and Ajo, like yeah. Tuvo Teravainen had a decent start to the season. Sure. But now he's Tuvo Teravainen again. Right. So, call, uh, 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 Bunting, Bunting is even yeah, having a decent. He's Bunting's, he's fine. Bunting's he's fine. okay, but I he's like I, you know I think it's just it's crazy to look at their top six and just go this is this is built to be a defensive forward group, yeah. right? That's just what they are. They besides Sveshnikov and Aho, and and maybe Bunting, right? I mean, you know what? I'll throw him a bone. Bunting, mm-hmm. right? You still need that fourth guy, right? Yep. You need somebody that's gonna fucking do something. So. Yeah, and maybe uh, and I've I've heard Lindholm potentially connected there. I've heard you know there's there's some centers because I think that's that's probably where they could do it, and they have some guys like the Ducks that can kind of move back and forth between center and mm-hmm. wing. So yeah, that'll yep. be interesting. Uh, Islanders are fake good. I don't believe them. I don't believe in them, and they will fall out. Okay, and I'm not, and I don't even I'm not even like a hundred percent on that they exist still. Yeah, the NHL just puts them. It's not. Like, it's a simulation. Yeah, it's it's not real. They're 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 in the Seattle Kraken boat, and you know, as as a loose Seattle Kraken podcast, like I'm I'm still going to be critical of the fact of, yes, it's great they're on an eight game win streak and like a what a eleven or twelve game point streak, mm-hmm. like that's great. But all this does is completely wipe out the ten 
11 game losing streak we had before. So like, yes, that's great. And we needed it to like get back into the hunt, but like, I'm like, we need more, like we're going to need more to be actually taken seriously and be like, Oh, this Kraken are fucking the real deal because all this, it's like the Edmonton Oilers, like the Edmonton Oilers are on a fucking heater right now, but all their, all this heater has done right now is just completely it's, it's washed out. Just even them out a little bit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's, it's a wash, which, so we've got the other half of the season to go, which is good. But, and as far as the Islanders go, I don't know, man, I it's, you know, four, four and two in their last 10. I've watched a little bit of Islanders hockey. Their goal differential is minus 11. I just, they're in a playoff spot. Technically they're, they're at a losing record. Technically they're 19 and 22. um, But with OT losses with 10, uh, I just, I don't believe in it. Can I say something about them real quick? Hit me with it. This is a team that is built for Barry Trotz system to be defensive. And they brought in their new coach. I'm not even going to try to remember his name. Their new coach is not as defensive as, as Trotz is. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's a team that's built off of defense in a system that wants them to be a little more offensive. And and the sure. reason they brought him in was because the, the players, it sounded like were were wanting to play a little more offensive. Right. So, right. yeah, I, I just it's it's a flaw. It's they're flawed. Right. And you're going to see yep. either them or Philly drop out for for sure. New Jersey. And I can hear arguments on Pittsburgh and Detroit and potentially even Washington. So uh, sure. yeah, I'm with you. I'm, I'm with and, you. And those are probably two teams that still drop. We don't even need to talk about the the bottom dwellers in the conference at the moment. No. There, I, you know, Ottawa, Columbus, Buffalo, Montreal. They're they're out of it. I don't even and and all you got to go on. You, you got to go on a fucking heater. Yeah, if you're in those and four I'll, teams. I'll even agree with you on the caps. I just don't believe in them. Uh, the gold yeah. differential is too shitty. That's it's just they're just not a good team. They're, they care about Ovi's gold record, and even that's uh, starting to look less. Starting not to look good. He looks yeah. so slow, man. Yeah. Oh God, he looked really like I, I watched. Like he doesn't even move around on the power play anymore. He just sits in his office. Um, yeah. Kind of kind of easy, honestly, to to stop that now because he doesn't right. even move. Um, so it, it is truly like a you know between the Islanders, the Lightning, the Devils, the Penguins, and the Red Wings, like, it's a it's a toss-up. You know, this, yeah. this is a wild card fight. Like, I love it. That's great. It's going to be fucking sweet. It's going to be good. Um, I don't know necessarily, you know, you, you think, like you said, the Devils, you think that they're going to get it together? Um, I think so. They're dealing with a lot of injuries. And and Vanacek, uh, as, our, as our producer has pointed out, um, Vanacek is, like, one of the worst goalies in the league. Hot water trash. Yes, he is. But I think that's their move. They yep. gotta move for attendee. I don't care who it is. Shake it up. Yep. I they they shake it up. I think I if you if the the Devils make a goaltending move here semi soon, um, I think that yes, they are they're ones that you can push in. And you know, it's it's hard to doubt the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, in that sense, I do think the Flyers kind of, you know, they're three, four, and three in their last ten. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that's we'll see. Um. Pittsburgh is middling. I just don't think they're going to do it. And the Red Wings, they're middling for different reasons as Pittsburgh. Um, the Red Wings have really high highs and really low lows. Um, they're scoring they're scoring a lot of goals, but they're also getting a lot of goals scored against them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that has a that has a lot to do with uh, bad goaltending. They're they're just not they can't get a save. Um, is that I mean, would they bring attendee in at this point? No, no, it's they've got Casa waiting in the wings. Um, nope, no pun intended. Uh, Lion is going to be acceptable moving forward. Yeah, he's yeah. Um, Reimer is Reimer is going to be fired into the sun as soon as Billy Huso is fine. 
Um, yeah, they, they've got too much invested in those three goalies for the short term, uh, at least two goalies for the short term to really make a move for a goalie. And there, and as far as like teams that need them to make a push, like the Red Wings are, you know, that's, that's not. Isn't gonna... this what we said about them at the beginning of the year yep. though? Like, yep. so Steve, so Stevie Y was content with getting midway through the season and knowing that his goaltending was going to be bad. Like, I, I don't think he was thinking me. I don't think he was going to be thinking it was this bad. Um, mm. I think that he was, I think he was hoping well, cause now, you know, the arguably at the beginning of the season, the third string goaltender is now our first starting goalie. Like, yeah, you know, uh, sure. lion put in an amazing, uh, Pyrrhic effort yesterday. I think the Ravens got outshot like 46 to 17. He, he tried, and, he, he tried, yeah. man. He yeah, he really tried. did. Like it was, it was a hell of a fucking game and he's definitely the starter into at least until Huso comes back. And even then Huso should be the backup. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I, it's Red Wings will make it interesting. The Penguins will continue to, you know, have it's Sidney Crosby and Malkin. Like as long as they're on their team, you can never count them out completely. Um, but yeah, I, it's I'm I will disagree with you on the Devils. Like if the Devils don't, they're dealing with a lot of injuries right now. And if they stick, you, you're not going to make the playoffs with the worst goaltending in the league. So, yeah, that's what, so but, that's what but, I'm saying. They they have to make but, that move. I was going to say to your credit though. If they do make that move, I think things stabilize. So yeah, um, let's jump to the West because cool. uh, I want to talk a little bit about the goddamn Winnipeg Jets. Hell man. yeah, dude! Holy shit! Fuck yeah! Woo! Good for them, you know. So so check checking on like our half. Like we don't have them pulled up, but I I I think I was slightly higher than on them than you. But I I still think I had them out of the playoffs. I might be able to pull. I might be able to pull this up. So yeah, keep, but keep I. Yeah, so I think I think I still had them out of the playoffs. Like I didn't think like I thought I thought the all the off ice stuff would kind of even out, which it clearly has. Like, you know, they they've on signed paper, their guys. On paper they're a bad team. I, I just don't... Yeah. So <laughs> but but they have arguably the best goalie, you know, arguably a top 5 tendy of the last what fucking 7 8 years. Right. So so there was always that possibility that they were just going to fucking stonewall. They literally have gone like 30 something games of under three goals allowed, which is just fucking insanity, dude. That does Hell not happen. Is, he is so him. good. And and Lauren, uh, Lauren Bassois is feeling good, right? Like he's that's that's not a bad tendy. So, uh, yeah, this team, uh, you know, they're getting great play out of Gabe, Gabe Velarde. Uh, Shifley, I think, just got hurt the last game, so that'll be interesting one to kind of see how their center depth is and stuff like that. Perfetti has has taken another step. Ehlers figured his shit out. Josh Morrissey is just proving every day that he is actually a fucking you know top ten, top fifteen defenseman in the league, whereas we couldn't have told you that five years ago, uh-huh. right? So you know, it's just they they really are playing good hockey, but. This good? I mean, shit. At, do you, I mean, do you think it's going to fall off, or do you think this is this? I mean, are they no. Vancouver? Are they real? They'll, they'll, you know, no, they'll they'll fall off, but not like to any extreme measure. Like they're they're no, they're not the best team in the league. Like they're not mm-hmm. going to win the President's Trophy, but they're they're going to make the playoffs, and they're going to be they're going to be. Uh, look, man, uh, Connor Hellebuck is is the goaltender Stop. equivalent of of McDavid in the sense that he will drag this team into the playoffs. And 100%. if he is their goaltender, they've got a shot. Like if yeah, he's got carry carry price, you yes. know, he's yeah, yes. he's still, he, yeah, yeah. And you and I had roughly the same position on them. They were going to be kind of middling mm-hmm. uh, bubble team, so to speak. I don't think we had them them high as this high. Right. Um, 
let me pull up. I, I think I got the other ones here too, real quick on Twitter. I'm um, glad because I could not find them, but I, you know, I'm fucking. It's in our because we put we posted them all to fucking posted them all to Twitter. So I got okay. Here we go. Yeah. So here, real quick, just to jump back to the east, we had. Uh, um, ooh, okay. Oh, I did have the aisle pretty cool, pretty high. You did good for you. Good on me, huh? Yeah. But look at that's, Philly, that's... Philly at the bottom for yeah, both man. Capitals at the. So I mean, this is just this is this is telling you that paper. Paper's one thing. Yep. The actual fucking season's another, man. So yep. yeah, let's but let's let's not spend too much time on this. Let's jump back over to the West, huh? Okay. Yeah. Here, real quick, just to to our, our Atlantic our Atlantic looks. Um, not not too far. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Not too far off. We didn't we didn't put them to. No, uh, I think. Yeah. I mean, our four our four our are all bottom, in there. Our bottom three makes sense, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, I think we both had Tampa a little, you know, I don't think you know, not many people were expecting the drop off that Tampa did have. So. Well, and I think a lot of that is obviously Bashilevsky, but yeah, sure. I mean, you know, we didn't because we didn't know who we didn't even know at that point who actually I don't think Vashilevsky was officially hurt when we put these out. So, yeah. That's so fair. but I think I, we didn't know how bad that goaltending was behind it. But sure. Sure. Yeah. Um, but no, so I, I'll jump over to the, jump back to the, the standings real quick here. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, I think that, uh, I went, I mean, they're, they're playing good, man. I don't think very many people, like even, even, Kyle J- Connor. even jets, right. Yeah. Who knew that, who knew that their leading score going down was all they needed to become the best team in the league. I think they just, they keep this momentum, right? They keep that top line. You stick Kyle Connor with, with perfetti on that yep. second line just fucking yep. roll it i just yep. oh, and he's got to be getting close i think he was a four to six week guy right yeah he's he should be he should be coming around here i think i i think i saw something that said he's skating but i could mm. mm-hmm. um, in any case uh yeah so that's good abs are right where they have in dallas yeah yeah yep, those are those guys are doing fine dallas is even weathering uh some time without ottinger showing that you know it's not just ottinger throwing the team on his shoulders it's it's a it's a good they got solid a good team. little forward group actually up there yep. too so yeah uh vancouver continues to shock the world and uh it this is if you talk to like a vancouver canucks truther they would have always said like yeah all we needed was demco to finally show up mm. and not they are getting heard. Not be correct hurt, i think yeah yeah so they're getting some finally some good goaltending from him uh you know elias Pettersson is the real deal quinn hughes is is finally coming to his own uh this is a, this is a good squad and yeah. it's i think we've always like seen on paper that like there was the potential there it's just it was we were never getting the results um it's and... it's crazy to get a rick tocket team with this amount of talent weird, weird. rick tocket is a good coach apparently dude this is uh... I, I, I'm sold. I'm fucking sold on Tocket. I mean, okay. Look, there, there's, there's one, there's one thing to, and I think, I think for a little bit, that's like saying Laviolette's a good coach. Like, well, yeah, okay. I can hear that argument, but I think, I think in Arizona where Tocket was really getting a lot of his time, they didn't have good teams there. Yeah. Right. So now it's interesting to see what he's doing with some good players and it has to continue, right? Because Bruce Boudreaux came in and the team also played fucking good. And then all of a sudden they decided to shit. So, you know, we really need to see this, this team at this point where they're above Vegas and they're above the Kings and Edmonton and these guys in the Pacific, we need to see this team make a pretty good playoff run, pretty deep run in order for a lot of people to say Rick Tockett is is the real deal, yep. but Van, Vancouver's shown it up our hoop. We we put them both at six in the Pacific. 
Yeah, and I so, think I there's not a lot of I, yeah, unless you're a Vancouver fan, you didn't have them uh, in the playoffs. I don't think after the our, last our, year or two. Our, our our swaps were like we we rated Vancouver too low, and we we both rated Calgary too high. Mm, um, mm-hmm. You had Calgary, you had Calgary at three. I had Calgary at four. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that was that was probably a no bueno. But also, you know, who would have thought the Oilers were going to have a 12 game losing streak too? Sure, so. sure. Um, L.A. is finally in in my. You know, I, I've always I've been kind of you. You just don't like L.A. I, yeah. I've i just looked at that roster and, you know, have under just don't I don't think they're good. Um, they're, they're not bad. Doof. Yeah, they're, they're finally stinks. kind of falling, kind of falling back to earth as it's I'm sorry. It's Cam Talbot. Like, what, what what do you expect? Like, it's he he's not a bad goalie. He's just not elite. And I did. I did just watch this game against Florida. It really isn't Talbot, dude. It's just, okay. yeah. I mean, he's definitely tired. You can tell he's he's fucking old. And yeah, he's old. Making old. Every he's start. like he's like two years older than me. But yeah, like he just he he looks a little tired. But the team looks like they put all their effort into the beginning of the season, and they've slowed down a little bit. So yeah, yeah, super interesting. Really good home. Thirteen three and three. Interesting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they're no, just the they're Kings going through. Are, a, same thing with Vegas, right? They're going through a little bit of a. a I, bit I watched. Of a, I watched the Kings play the Red Wings, and that was a pretty close game. And honestly, in in my like, like if you like have an, a, a league, like if you're comparing all the teams, like I think the Red Wings and the and the Kings are in that area where their strengths are really good, but mm-hmm. they still have some pretty big weaknesses. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Detroit. Detroit can score lots of goals, but they, they like you know, we need to score four because we're allowing three every game. So yeah, um, Seattle of last year. Correct. Yeah, ex- absolutely. So um, that Detroit's in the, you know, fake good category of like, we, like we'll win if we can outscore our problems kind of thing. Sure. And sure. I, I don't think that Kings are that way, but the Kings are also in the sense of like, we've got, we've got glaring issues that are just not, we're, we're instead of addressing them, we're just going to focus on our positives. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's basically what you've got. Um, Edmonton, uh, hottest you know at, at the you know two months ago we were talking yeah. about how they were the, one of the worst teams in the league now they won nine in a row uh buried the lead in the beginning there but this is it's it's the Connor mcdavid show yeah oh god he's he's two points per game at this point he's so good but it, it's it just goes to show how bad this team is really you know like it's it it's really of, banks on him like it's right like if love he dry doesn't put up it's him if he doesn't put up two to three points a game they're gonna lose like it's just it shows how good he is and how terrible they are right right you know it's that whole connor brown signing is fucking a nightmare it's hilarious um hyman's been great yeah hyman hyman's been great but i think we all knew that hyman was good right we knew he was a great you know alternative piece yeah so yeah, Kane, but Kane has definitely not been that, he's that fallen, tertiary. He's fallen off that, a lot. Yeah, that tertiary scoring that you were hoping you were going to get. Right. Um, and the, and the, you're, once again, shockingly not getting anything from the blue line. So, yeah. Poor Darnell Nurse. Um, I, lo- I love that the Preds are right in it, man. Shout out to Johnny Miller. Uh, that team on paper, not good. And they continue to not be bad. Um, but with, with UC Soros as your goalie, you're going to always have, have good things. Um, yeah, uh, the, yep. the fellow that they're, the fellow that they're sending to, uh, the all-star game is, is actually having a decent season. So, so who are they sending Forsberg? 
I think it's Forsberg, yeah. Yeah, Forsberg. Forsberg is, and he's got the fucking sickest little mustache, dude. He curls it mm-hmm. at the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, this team. So, so I they're gonna fall off in the second half, right? They're yeah. se- second in this wild, or they're, or they're just gonna continue to be middling, you know, middling, right? So, but I think I think you're gonna see some teams. I mean, fuck, the Kraken caught them real fast, right? So, you know, Edmonton caught them real fast. So, I think I think you're gonna see them. They're gonna they're gonna even out to where they probably should be. I think they're gonna end. Sure. That's it. That's so, Arizona Coyotes. That's a you know uh, this year probably Calgary, right? I mean, they're so kind of in dr- that that. Let's yeah. draw the line. So where, where's your line for like out right now? San Jose's oh. out. Blackhawks are out. Ducks are out. Uh, are Minnesota's we... out. Minnesota's out. Okay. So Every, it's, everyone it's, else has a shot. It's it's Minnesota up. So uh, yep. you got the, the Yotes, the Flames, the Blues, the Kraken, the Predators, and the Oilers all fighting for that for that spot. And and hey, to the credit, man, we got another great wild card race. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but it's halfway through, right? There's so sure. much that can happen. Sure. But yeah, I mean, shit. The Coyotes are three points out of uh, the second wild card with half a season left, right? God, really, you know. And I know you so can cool. make you can make that argument for Minnesota. They're only four points behind the Coyotes, so they're uh, what, seven points out. I just I don't like that team, right? I don't like that team. Whereas Arizona, Arizona's got a decent team. Calgary's playing good hockey. St. Louis is playing okay, right? Cracking her fucking on a heater. Edmonton is sick, right? Like it's just, yeah, sure. And, well. We'll see how long Joey, the Joey's magic, like he's obviously going to fall back to earth. Like it's, that's, it's, it's not, he's not going to play, you know, 940 hockey. I don't know, man. Uh, good God. There's no stopping so this kid though. right now. He's so good. He's on top of the fucking world. And oh, that team, so fucking sick. that team looks oiled. Like I'm looking at, I was looking at their daily face off earlier. Um, actually I can hear, I'll, I'll pull that up real quick. I got um, a, I got a blank winter classic Jersey. And I think I'm going to get my first fucking goalie. Because first shout out in a winter classic. Why not have fucking Joey on there, dude? Yep. Come on. Yep. Sick yep. As fuck. They're shoving it through my hoop. I fucking got a Yamo one, and now he's fucking healthy scratch. So, um, yeah, yeah. Looking at the, but look how deep this fucking team. Not a, not a star. Fourth, bro. It's fuck it. But that, that, like that Ty Cartier, Jared McCann, Audrey, that could, that could be a second. That is a legit second line. Yeah. Well, and and real realistically, right? Like Tatar should like Tatar. Tatar's had a couple good games. Yeah, uh, top line. I don't know about that. So I mean, but if it's but if it's working, it's working, right? So you you know yeah. you're rolling. Oh, I mean, Hack is rolling. Not a weak four. point. There's not a weak point on that offense. Like every time, like this is this is legitimately in my eyes four second lines. And you got Schwartzy back, who just came back and was like. Oh yeah, I didn't miss two months or whatever the fuck it right. was. Right. He's just I'm yeah, actually he picked it right up, dude. It's I'm actually crazy. really good at this hockey thing. Like Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I'm not super old. No, that's <laughs> fucking like, this is this is a perfect example of spreading your talent out. Like the, it's there nothing is top loaded. Like arguably arguably that first line's not a first line. Like yeah. you can make an argument that any of these lines are better than that first line. Well, and this should be a huge pat on the back to the Dusty Bender Hockey Podcast because right. what have we been saying? Defense has always been a little bit wishy-washy, but yep. what have they needed? They've needed a stabling force on the back end, and yep. all of a sudden, you're looking at this top 12 of their forward group and saying, oh, fuck, they can win games with that. You're yep. looking at this top six of defensemen and going, Oh fuck, they can win games with that because yep. Joey is a fucking wall. Yep. Right? 
he we've just the, the Kraken have never fucking had that in nope. You know, he's stealing, years, he's stealing you know games I mean? for these guys. Well, okay, let me rephrase that because the Kraken aren't playing bad enough to where Joey has to steal games. No, he's they're playing good stealing, in front of him. He's stealing periods for sure. Like the Kraken have never been. How many times did we talk about it last year where, you know, the first five to 10 minutes of the game, Grubauer allows one to two, and then we've got it. We have to have a good second and third period to storm back into the game because we're right. always ending the first period down by one or two. With Joey, that's not happening. Like we yeah. don't, we're not always having to dig ourselves out of a hole because he's actually making those saves. He's making the saves he's supposed to make the saves, and he's fucking pulling out shit that any other goal. You're like, how the fuck did he save that? He's like, making he's, momentum swinging saves as well. Goddamn right? so, scorpion saves! Like, huge. oh my god! I, you know what? That that should be like. I know there's just a million fucking statistics that we run on goaltenders and stuff, like momentum swinging saves. Right? NHL.com yep. used to put the momentum chart on their fucking, they might, I don't know if they do it anymore, but they used to put like the momentum. It looks like a fucking area graph, right? Mm -hmm. I want to know what the success rate of goaltenders who literally have the biggest swing in momentum, what that looks like, because that to me is success. I I think to me, that's, that's a ridiculous stat. And goalie stats wise, he's got some of the best in the league. Like he's like, it's in fact, in fact, he's arguably one of the best because the guys in front of him have played like, you know, five games or something like that. Sure. Um, here, let's let's take a look at save percentage. Yeah, I mean, I, I, that's just so valuable to me, you know, having played the game. Right. I think I think there's a yep. difference between, you know, just watching the game and, and analyzing the game versus having played it and doing the same thing, because yep. there's a huge motherfucker makes that save on Jack Eichel in the third period to basically continue the shutout. And, you know, they were pushing in, in Vegas yep. and literally just everybody in our row who knows hockey and shit was just basically like, yeah, it's fucking huge. Like that's a mm -hmm. huge save. And yep. that's just yeah, what he Axe, does. And they're not getting that from Grubauer. Axe these top five guys. Cause they've played less than 10 games. So I'm not, you know, I don't, it, it, the line starts at Aiden Hill. And Aiden Hill has been having a great season. Martin Jones is, is, you know, he, he's going to come back to earth, but he's playing great right now. For, he's, he's bailing them out for, for the Leafs. Um, Lindgren is, is doing good. Uh, don't count Riddich. And then you got Joey. Yeah. Yeah. Right. In good company with like, I don't know, Connor Hellebuck. You heard of this guy? Yeah. I, yeah a couple times. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Oh, you mean Charlie Lindgren, dude? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Beautiful. nuts, man. It's Beautiful. just, it's, I, I, we've never had a 9.925 save percent. Here's, never. Here's never. the thing. Here's the thing. Not on even, best day. Yes. Even with, even with Grubauer for the last two and a half years, we've never had a streak, like a stretch of Grubauer in the regular season anywhere close to this. No. Right? So like, yes, he there played well in the playoffs, but you, you, you got to make the playoffs, man. So it's just, it's crazy to me. He's doing, he's doing, and, and, you know, seeing his progression at each level, this, I mean, he is going to come down a little bit, but he's, he's a nine two five potential goaltender in Joey, Joey right now. So I, yeah, I, he, there's no way Grubauer is coming in and, and, if the they first did, game he's back, he gets a start. No fucking oh, way. No fucking I'm way. So fucking furious. Unless like, it's against it's, the Ducks or the fucking Ottawa Senators. I, There's I no way even, that guy's getting a fucking game. I wouldn't even want to upset the balance. Like, I don't even want, like, I don't want 
Joey thinking that Grubauer is like, you know, on his heels. Like as soon as Joey has one bad game, Grubauer is now the starter again. Like Good I don't God, no. I don't even want to fucking hear that. Like Joey has earned it. Not only is being the best goalie on the team, he's the best one of the best goalies in the fucking league right now. Yeah, there's no way. There's no way. Grubauer is riding pine, dude. He's getting splinters in that left and right cheek. At, he at deserves bare, it. At bare minimum, he's riding pine. At, mm. If if I'm the GM, he's fucking getting traded or and bringing a top six, sure. Something or or anything like or yeah. clearing cap space to bring mm-hmm. in a top six. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Yep. Like I'm doing anything that I can to send him. You know, if if you could send him off to Carolina, like for okay, if you were like Carolina. We'll send you Gr- Philip Grubauer. You retain all salary, and we'll and we'll we'll take future considerations. Done. Yeah, why wouldn't you? Done. They won't do that. But... No, they won't. They'll want they'll want something. And yeah. Carolina's gonna be like, well, I'm not gonna give you anything for Philip Grubauer. So right. they're gonna sit on his fucking contract, which is annoying. But I, uh, I don't know. I just I don't want to create an environment where you ruin any of this. Like mm-hmm. Joey, Joey is playing amazing right now it's going to be it's going to be fun to watch the it, it's fun to watch the kraken right now because yep. they go into games and you know that they're going to be competitive and you can you can count on you know in, within the first three minutes you're not going okay you know who's gonna who's gonna get the tying goal because we're gonna be down one in the first 15 minutes you know five ten minutes uh you don't have to worry about that with joey sure and when they get that bailout save the team's able to get some composure that the, the, uh, the defense is allowed to actually kind of lean on more their defensive stuff. It's good stuff. I like it. I'm happy. Yep. Yep. Cool. Right. All on. right. Taylor, we talked for two hours, but we had a lot of stuff. Yeah. Only thing I will say, shout yep. out to John Miller, man. John Miller, sweet, sweet baby. John Miller. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, I know Aaron definitely was talking to us about, uh his his heaters and shit that johnny would be pissed about so don't be like aaron folks and uh you know maybe only have one space heater that's right that's right no well i mean i'm i'm this no this i don't care what our i don't i don't care what our producer says man this is this is an anti-space heater podcast okay yeah boo (laughs) i want i want I want, in fact, I would like, I'd like some merch now that some dusty brand, uh, dusty bender mer- branded merch. That's just completely anti-space heater. Just a space heater with the big red circle and the, yes. and the cross. Yeah, there you go. Exactly. And then we'll, like we'll team up, we'll team up with the fire department and we'll, we'll flip those and support uh wildland firefighting or something. Love it. I love it. All right, folks, we appreciate you listening in. Oh, shout out, shout out to, uh, to Bill. Yeah. Billy boy. Yeah, Check his absolutely. podcast out. What is it? It's the, uh, Orange and back check. Orange and back check. Yep, he's also on THPN. So check him Absolutely. out. Beauty for beauty for coming on. We'll have him again, maybe. Who knows? Maybe there'll be another trip. Maybe Zegers is going back. Maybe Zegers can go play for Torts and we can bring him back on. Maybe, maybe, or Torts will maybe kill uh, a medium. <laughs> or Drysdale. <laughs> yeah, or, or finally, but he'll just, he'll just finally, like, one one day they'll be like, hey, Torts, what did you think of Zegers's fucking neck, last Michigan goal? Just trying to get him, and he'll be like, I fucking, and he'll just jump the podium. Just got a just... fucking hatchet in his back pocket. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Torch, chill, chill out. All right. Zegris, Zegris to, uh, f- to Philly confirmed. Confirmed. Because, yeah, it's definitely. Yeah, uh, is it, you see the quote, Zegris needs, to, he misses his pee buddy. 
Yeah, I'm sure they freaking jerked each other off, too. That's they, what that's what yeah. hockey players do, baby. They peed Soggy together, biscuit. man. All right, that's yeah. chemistry right there. 100%. 100%. That's, I think yeah, that was, that was never going to be the same. That was Verbeek's moment. He's like, I can't fucking have this guy on my team anymore. It's not. It's <laughs> These guys, two are doing weird shit. Guys peeing with my other players. Jamie, Jamie didn't even know about it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oy. Uh, on that note, on that note, we'll uh, we'll sign off for the day. Uh, thanks again, everybody, for listening in. We really appreciate it. Please subscribe to us on uh, Twitter, Instagram. Oh no, we're not on Instagram. Fuck that. Um, well, it might be in the future. Uh, look out! Look out for the account we don't have yet. Uh, sure. Go to YouTube. Go to Spotify. Go to uh, Apple Podcasts. Go to anywhere you get your podcasts and subscribe to us and leave us a nice review. We always appreciate that. And um, we also have some really awesome hats now, folks. Um, if you're interested, we posted a photo of them on Facebook and Twitter. If you're interested in our hats, please send us a DM and uh, we'll make sure that we can get some Dusty Bender merch to you ASAP. Hell yeah. All right, everybody. Thanks again. And we'll see you next week. Uh, bye bye.